I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quinton Williams. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the block. Touchdown Jets! Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Greenbean to my this way. I have Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Boys, how you doing tonight? Greenbean, I'm gonna throw it to you first. Dude, I'm in a great mood. I can't wait to find out why people aren't. I think this is a fantastic day. I'm going to have a fantastic night with my fantastic friends. Ooh, Matt, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. The New York Jets finally had the trade go through. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. We've been talking about it for a month. I'm excited to get into it today. Discuss winners and losers of a trade one day after it happens. You know, that's the best thing we can do at a time like this. Boys and girls, if you're just hopping into the stream, make sure you hit that like button if you enjoy the content that you're watching here. And if you leave a comment down below this video after it airs, you're going to be entered into our t-shirt giveaway for uh, the draft. And make sure you sub up our new Talking Jets channel. Link will be posted in the live chat. Uh, Nightbot's going to be spitting it out throughout the night. But I am oh so excited to get your thoughts, your feelings on this news that Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. The Jets trade number 13 for number 15. We give up number 42 and we give up a conditional pick next year. Second round pick that could become a first round pick with 65% playing time. And then there was a sixth round, fifth round swap that happened as well. So the Jets moved up about 30 some odd slots into the fifth round. So Greenbean... I'm going to throw it to you first. How are you feeling about this trade? And uh, who do you think won it? Um, <clears throat> well, I have a long-winded answer for you. I hope you're ready. Uh, Let's when go. I, it, <laughs> when, when it first happened, uh, I was, I mean, I, I thought, my, my initial thought was it was more than I expected, right? That was my initial thought. But the truth is, is that I think it's what we would call a pretty fair deal. Now, we're kind of spoiled around here with Joe Douglas. I mean, how many trades have we legitimately looked at, you know, every which way we could and said, no, dude, this is a fleece. Like, he crushed them. Like, that's kind of how we're used to seeing our trades go down. This isn't that. I mean... You know, we talk about all the capital that we gave. We, you know, look, we swap picks in the first, which has value, of course. You know, we're not going to minimize it. At the same time, it's not that big of a deal. It's two spots. It's not four. It's not seven. It's not ten. It's two spots. So that's one thing. The fifth, you know, the, the sixth to the fifth is all Jets. And then you know, we have the Elijah Moore second, which is, which is obviously very valuable. And then a next year pick. But don't forget, 
Like there's a, we talk about, oh my God, all the, we got Aaron Rodgers out of this. So it's Aaron Rodgers, a first, if you want to say we gave them a first and a, and a fifth round pick. And it's like, it's, it's not that, that bad of a trade, but the Packers can also feel, in my opinion, like they did pretty well because look, we had Jets fans on Twitter. I mean, you, I'm sure you guys are seeing it. The attack from Packers fans, what happened to only getting a fourth or, or whatever. And it's like, I guess there was a lot of Jets fans and, and I had to talk to a lot of them. You know, they were thinking we're going to this and we're only going to pay that. And I never thought that. I mean, I look, I'd love it. I would have loved to only give a third or a fourth or something, but I never thought that was going to be the case. This is right in the pocket, a little more, maybe a little more, maybe than I thought, but it's right in the pocket of what I thought should happen and would happen. Uh, the only thing I'll say, I thought that we would be able to get uh, some sort of pick in the event he doesn't play next year, that we would get a pick next year. The fact that we didn't leads me to believe that Joe Douglas feels at least confident that Aaron Rodgers is, is going to play two years. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I mean, we know there's no guarantees with Aaron Rodgers, but the one thing I will say, while he might be on the flakier side or you know the more eccentric and eclectic side, the truth is is that he's always played. Like he's never retired and come back. He's never done the old Tom Brady. I'm retiring. They release all the videos on you know a football life. Aaron Rodgers. Like they've never done all that, and then he comes back. He just takes a minute. So it's like he's never retired. So, yes, this could be, you know, for Packers fans, every year dealing with this could certainly get tiresome. I, I would see that. At the same time, I think he's more than likely going to play uh, two years. That's what this looks like to me. Uh, and I don't, I don't really uh, – I, I don't feel nervous about it because it's nothing I can do about it. I mean, it's next year. And this year we have the best quarterback – that we've had since Namath, guys. Like, there's no debating it. I love me some Chad. Vinny gave us a couple great years. We had Fitzpatrick Miracle season 1.0, and that was it. You know what I mean? We've had some fun years, but this is real. We have the best quarterback that we've ever had, uh, at least since Namath, potentially ever. And uh, and by the way, we we happen to we happen to be missing a quarterback. So. That's the that's the whole thing. We could talk about fifths and next year's second and all that shit, 65%. The truth is we got Aaron Rodgers, and we didn't give up all that much to get him. And as far as the contract this year, we're paying Aaron Rodgers. And, Ryan, you can elaborate on the details much better than I can as far as how that all breaks down. But we're paying him 15, at least on the cap, $15.7 million. I'll remind everybody that's right around what they paid Odell Beckham for one year this year too. And he's already getting assault charges. So uh, not too shabby. That's my feelings. I'm pretty happy, Ryan. Ooh, Matt, how are you feeling about this whole trade? See, I love listening to Green Bean talk because he has so many good points, but he steals a lot of my talking points. Green Bean nailed it, dude. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, no. So just to summarize like the main points uh, that were my biggest takeaways, I, I think it was maybe like a touch more than we were anticipating, but not like a crazy amount for I I was pretty much on the second rounder this year conditional pick that could become a first next year I didn't think it would also be the pick swap which is really what the equivalent of a late third round pick I'm not going to cry over that 
Um, I think the Jets coming away with it, still having a pick in the first round and a pick in the second round this year puts them in a good spot. And plus, like, you're hoping that the first rounder next year, which, like, let's be honest, he's more than likely going to play 65% of the games. If he does that, you're hoping that it's between picks 28 and 32 anyway. So uh, at that point, it's basically a second rounder. So, um, you know, I I'm more than okay with this. Oh, did they just get one? Fuck yeah, baby. Two nothing Islanders. Sorry. I'm double duty tonight. I got to do the post game. It's do or die time. It's too much stimulation going on. Two nothing Isles. Let's go. Aaron Rodgers, New York Jet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I kind of fall in the, in the same category as you guys. When I first saw the trade, uh, I'm looking, I'm like, oh man, that's a lot more than I, I shouldn't say a lot more, but that's, that's more than I thought it was going to be because I felt like. The Jets didn't need to get this trade done before the draft. It was the Packers, if anything, that needed to get this trade done before the draft so that way they could surround Jordan Love with more talent. So in my opinion, I felt, hey, the Packers are going to have to offer us such a good trade package that it's worth it for us to pass on these players that we could be selecting. And I didn't feel like that was the case with this trade. And I can't help but think there were probably some sort of outside influences on wanting to get this trade done now before the draft. I don't know if that's the NFL. I don't know if that's like ownership or or where that came from because when I was watching Douglas and Sal at their, their owners meeting press conferences, it seemed like they were very laid back. They had no concern whatsoever. They were talking about, oh, we don't care if it goes into training camp. We have a coordinator that, you know, if a guy comes in that knows the offense, wink, wink, uh, he doesn't have to be there right at the beginning of camp. We can get things done. And then this trade happens before the draft and it's seemingly for less like, or for more than what I think a, a lot of fans probably felt we were going to have to give up. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I look at the 13 and 15, <clears throat> sorry, when I look at the 13, ah, one more time. <laughs> there you go. When I look at the 13-15 swap, my thought process kind of goes to, well, maybe this draft is a draft that we were looking to trade down anyway. And the thought process of going those two picks down, that allows the Packers to, to make this trade and feel comfortable about this trade. Maybe the Jets were going to move down anyway, and the slight two-pick flip isn't quite as necessary uh, or as impactful, but maybe it, it prevented us from giving up a 2024 third round pick or something like that by doing this little flip now. So I think there's some value there. I'm not going to lie. When I saw pick 42 included it instead of 43, I was like, really? Like you couldn't have just like had given us the one aha moment. Like, come on, could have got that. And then the 65% uh, playing time we heard Woody Johnson doesn't want to give up an unconditional first. You did. <laughs> that was It's an unconditional first. Do you see any situation where Aaron Rodgers, who has played every game for the last five years and I think seven of the last eight seasons, any any situation where he's not going to pay play 65% of the snaps? So now you just have him starting and you're going to give up a first-round pick and it's not tied to the success of the team. Now, we are all confident that we're going to be a very good football team. We're deeper than we've ever been. We have a very good roster compared to where we've been in the past. And Rodgers immediately makes everyone else significantly better than they were just last year. And, you know, it's it's... I think fans should just be excited. I don't think you need to look at the trade compensation as critically as we were because it's in a vacuum. You're thinking, okay, you know, maybe the Jets left a little bit of meat on the bone 
for this particular trade. But when you look at the big picture of things and you see what, you know, quarterbacks get traded for, Matthew Stafford got traded for a haul. Uh, Russell Wilson got traded. Actually, yeah, Matthew Stafford got traded for a haul. He gave it the the quarterback and the two first round picks. Then they, uh, you you look at what Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson wound up getting traded for and the monster contracts they got. But by all accounts, it seems like Rodgers is probably going to rework his contract and he's not going to get paid the monster contract that we all kind of saw initially and that we're all going to like it a lot more uh, than we otherwise uh, maybe do at the initial initial point right now. And I, I'm excited to see what he winds up taking because I think that's going to uh, endear him to fans even more because I know there's like, oh, I, I was a little salty about Aaron Rodgers when he signed his new contract with Green Bay last year. And I was like, oh, I was like, I thought this guy wanted to win Super Bowls. This guy just like went for the jugular. I want all the money. But now it's like, okay, well, maybe he's going to rework his deal similar to like the Brady contract. I think Brady got three years, $25 million a year or something along those lines. If Rodgers takes $30 million a year or something along that, I, Jeff Van's going to go bonkers. We're going to be so happy. And the fact that this guy might be here longer than just the two years is really enticing too. And we haven't really heard that side of things from Joe Douglas, but it seems like Connor Hughes is kind of indicating that it might be better than we, we initially thought. Uh, so, Grimian, any thoughts on uh, what Matt or I just said right there? Well, yeah, but my stream is a mess, Ryan. I'm going to have to reboot. I was just texting you. Can you see me oh, okay. and hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can see and hear you. You can you can reboot if you want. I'll, I'll flip it over to Matt first. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll be right back. I'm going to reboot. My bad. Okay. Matt, how did you feel about this this trade overall and do you think that maybe some fans are blowing it a little out of proportion with the the Jets overpaid for a 40-year-old quarterback or or any of that yes 100% yes it's the same thing that unfortunately we've been arguing with people for the last couple months and it's I feel like it's a fringe it's not the majority but there are fans Mm -hmm. who are upset where he's oh you know Green Bay didn't want him they wanted to move on anyway and now you gave up too much and like You know, something that I've always said, and I'm going to stick to it here. If there was ever a time where you can get aggressive with picks, it's now after literally having five picks in the first round over the last two years and what, seven top 40 picks in the last two years? Like, okay, you gave up a a second rounder and more than likely a first rounder next year. And like I said a couple minutes ago, if it's in the late 20s, who gives a shit anyway? That means the Jets are in the playoffs and winning playoff games, which is the goal, right? Like they have the longest active playoff drought in all of sports. And they put their chips to the table and said, we believe we're a quarterback away, which last year showed you that. I mean, they won seven games with the worst quarterback room in the league. Like I I don't get the disconnect with some of the fans and, you know, hoarding of the draft picks. It's not like they gave up the two first round picks. Like that might be a different conversation if it's multiple first, but it it's not. Matt, would you trade Zach Wilson straight up for Aaron Rodgers? Would you have done that? Right now? Yeah. I'm just saying in general, because we have drafted so many picks in the first round that have not worked out and draft compensation be damned. We got a Hall of Fame quarterback because of it. And it's going to be the best quarterback that we've, you or I have ever seen in a Jet uniform. And I think, you know, it's it's one of those situations where don't worry about the assets long term. 
Let's go win a chip right now. We've got the young talent on rookie contracts. Go out and get the big name quarterback who wants to win a Super Bowl. This guy's going to get aggressive. Imagine how pissed off Aaron Rodgers is going to be when Jackson Smith and the Jigba gets drafted by the Green Bay Packers at pick number 13 when he went there for friggin' 18 years and didn't have a a wide receiver taken in the first round or even a tight end taken in the first round. Dude, he's going to be fired up and he's going to be playing with two former first round picks in Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis here. Yeah, and he's going to have it, like you mentioned it, the chip on his shoulder is going to be huge with just proving people wrong. And you're so right, like Jackson Smith and Jigba, I feel like you could almost write that one in ink for Green Bay, right? Like you need to get weapons for uh, your young quarterback and Jordan Love to see what he is. And just, I mean, for the for the Jets, you're getting a motivated, pissed off Rodgers on a potentially reworked deal that's team friendly. Sign me up. Yeah, this is this is everything you want. The more ways that Rodgers can get pissed off <laughs> throughout this process, the better. Pour gasoline on that fire. I'm all about it. I know fans are a little like, you know, oh, I'm concerned about the the expectations now. Jet fans are talking like they're uh, already in the Super Bowl and they they have confidence. Yeah, you know what? We have confidence because we've had such a shit team for so long. We haven't been able to have this type of excitement. And I, look. You got to live in it. I am 100% going to eat up every bit of Jets content that I could possibly consume because this is the best I have felt about a New York Jets team in a very, very long time. I should, I, not a very, very long time. I'll say seven and three this past year was feeling pretty oh, good. of course. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of train wrecked at the end there. Uh, what's your, your thought process? Like what is the worst case kind of, you know, maybe doomsday situation uh, that could possibly happen in this particular trade scenario. Um, that they're a wild card team and have to go up against like the Chiefs in the first round and lose. Like that's maybe my worst case scenario. Like I don't know. I think it would anything less than like ten wins is a massive failure. But I, I think if this defense is anywhere close to what it was last year and aaron Rodgers is healthy and if even if aaron Rodgers gives you last year's numbers right which is what 3700 yards 26 touchdowns 12 interceptions like he's getting that team last year to 10 11 wins so i i don't know man i i think the the floor for this team is pretty high they should break their playoff drought this year yeah Greenbean, how do you feel about this trade overall like what's the worst case scenario maybe that could happen with uh you know, the Aaron Rodgers deal or the, you know, the trade or basically what our next two years or this year could look like. Worst case scenario is two Super Bowls. That's what the worst <laughs> thing that could happen <laughs> to us would be. Uh, <laughs> dude, I mean, like, I, I just heard you saying it. Like, this is, you know, this is an exciting time. And Jets fans that are finding a way to complain like, look, with all due respect to everybody, right? Like, we all have our feelings and everything. But, dude, we got to lighten up, man. Like, 42 versus 43? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you know, again, this is the best quarterback. And like you just said, the great thing about Aaron Rodgers, we're getting a motivated, a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers. That's what we like. Um, he did it. With his dra- when he was snubbed in the draft, he thought the Niners were going to dra- draft him first overall. They took Alex Smith, and then he slid all the way to the mid late twenties, whatever the hell it was. Then when the um, when Matt Lafleur goes over to the Packers, uh, you know, new regime and everything. And what do they do with their? Fr- they trade up to draft his replacement. How does he respond? 
two back-to-back MVPs. And like, and they still they they never give him a weapon, like you were saying. They never give him a tight end, they never give him a, a wide receiver, like premium. Yeah, they find a way to make these guys good and all that shit, but they've been relying on Aaron Rodgers being able to be Aaron Rodgers for the team. And like like you said, if they go ahead and the first year they trade him, they they just draft their first first round wide receiver, that's going to be even more. This is the exact version of him that we want. We want him to be pissed. We want him to be motivated to show the entire world. Dude, people talking about his slip, like we know we had a Mumtaz, who I love, by the way. You know, this is not a shot or anything, but he pointed out that he has a sub 40 QBR last year. Okay, well, that's the first time in his whole career that that happened. But his down year that everybody's talking about was 3,700 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Dude, go back. I mean, the the one Ryan Fitzpatrick miracle year is anomalous, and we got 3,900 yards, whatever. But he has a 65% completion percentage in his down year. Find that in the Jets' history. Just find that year for the Jets. You got Vinny Testaverde. You got fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, this is a beautiful thing, guys. We need to be able to find a way to be happy. This is what nine out of 10 of us wanted. And even if you wanted Carr or you wanted Jimmy G or whatever, once that was gone, this is what we wanted. Everybody, except for Jets Forever, of course. He's like, you know, Zach, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then fine, you know, and then we know that there's a little pocket of those folks too. But generally speaking, every Jets fan wanted this to happen. So you're pissed about a conditional second next year? That's the fucking linchpin for your happiness. Like, dude, we got Aaron Rodgers. We didn't give up a first-round pick. And if we do next year, great. More than likely, it's going to be one of the last first-round, you know, the the last four picks in the in the draft. It's a totally different thing than giving up 13. It's smart. Joe Douglas held to having his first this year. So he slides back two spots. Big whoop. Next year, the whole plan, and he said it numerous times in his press conference today, we feel confident, we always felt confident in our plan with Aaron. That was what they did. They didn't dance around too much. They explored Derek Carr. They looked around. Aaron Rodgers was the goal. They pulled it off. It took two months to do it. We did it, and we gave up a little bit more than we like. It's like, you know, I mean, we paid $1.50 more for the buffet than we thought we were going to pay. Big whoop. You still got the buffet. Eat up. Have a good time. Party at the fucking cake stand. Before we move into your comments, I do just want to rain a little bit on everyone's parade. Just just a little bit. Uh, So when the Jets traded for Brett Favre, he was on an Ironman streak. He wound up getting the Jets to 8-3. and We were number one team in the NFL. High, rising. We're going. You're screaming to the playoffs. And then he tears his biceps. And it all gets derailed and the Jets don't make the playoffs. Do you know what percentage eight and three is? What percentage of games that is? 65%. 65%. In today's <laughs> NFL with the 17th game, that's that's 64.7%. So we got to get to game 12 <laughs> to, to pass that threshold. And look, Rodgers has been an Iron Man. I can't help but feel like absolutely terrified that 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 first round pick is not tied to success and it's just tied to snaps. But dude, I'm just happy we have the quarterback. I'd much rather see Aaron Rodgers on half an arm than any quarterback we've seen in the last 10, 15 years play for the New York Jets. Uh, but yeah, I thought that 65% number just so happened to be uh, 
a little, little concerning. I see Dane O is giving me some math. Eight divided by 11 is 72, bro. Uh, that's not the math we're working with here. <laughs> we're going 11 divided by 16, 16. bro. That's right. Don't that's mess a- with Ryan and his numbers, homie. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Math is hard sometimes. Guy, man. We got uh, Aunt Jets in the building. He says, I will ask Matt, since he broke the news to me, Matt, who's your quarterback? Aaron, mother effing Rogers, baby. Let's go. That's right. I love it. I love it. Uh, I do want to bring up the, uh, there was a comment that I saw earlier for, um, I believe it was Ian Rappaport that said the Jets have exercised Aaron Rodgers' option. They have created $43 million in salary cap space, which is not true at all. That's not actually what happened. Aaron Rodgers' uh, bonus that he's talking about, that $60 million bonus, was always assumed to be exercised. Otherwise, the Packers would have wound up having a $60 million quarterback on their roster right now. And for cap purposes, they allow that to assumed to be exercised. And then it'll stay that low cap number so that way the team can make moves, other players can get signed, and then once they decline it, then it escalates to that really high $60 million cap number. When he was traded to the Jets, that cap number was always going to be low. The Jets were going to accept that uh, that bonus, but it does not actually create $43 million in salary cap space unless you're saying the Jets took on $60 million worth of like cap and now we're like $60 million over the cap and then they exercise and it comes back down to like the normal number that you would have had. So the Jets still don't have a lot of cap space by doing this trade or by exercising that option. Uh, but we're going to see how it how it factors in with this new contract too. So there's going to be, uh, you know, potentially much more favorable terms. Uh, I saw some great comments in here from Kuka Lake Jet fan. He says, uh, I feel like I need to contact a doctor soon. It's been over 24 hours and I still have a chubby from this trade. <laughs> he followed that up with, I told my wife I haven't been this happy in years. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, zing. Uh, Andy comes in. Andy says, not crying over spilt milk about compensation. It's over, so no need complaining. Rogers is our quarterback and I'm not letting anything dampen my mood. Matt, is that how you're looking at this? One thousand percent. That's the smart way to look at it. It'd be like, yeah, we got this shiny new car, but I really was hoping to get a a, a few dollars off the sticker price. I'm gonna, you know, be upset with. It. They didn't throw in free oil changes with my new Ferrari. I'm pissed. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's silly. You know what it almost feels like? I feel like all us Jet fans that are complaining about any kind of compensation after getting Aaron Rodgers, we're one of those friggin' uh, we're one of the the teens from uh, you know my sweet sixteen that gets a brand new car. And we're like, it's not the red Ferrari. I need the red one. I didn't want the yellow one. That's us right now. We're complaining. Yeah, Just be happy right. you got That's the damn exactly Ferrari. Right. That's a good. <laughs> we, we got, That's a we good got one. the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam S. celebrates twenty seven months. Do you remember that show? It was like spoiled 16-year-olds, like sweet 16s, and they would yeah, just Yeah, my super sweet about- 16. Yeah, yeah that's what you just reminded me of. <laughs> I hate it. It's a Maserati. I wanted the other color seat. And it's I like, don't care. Know, yeah, and they stomp away. <laughs> yup, yup. Pain in the ass. Uh, Adam S. drops in and says, it's a bargain. Aaron Rodgers for two or three years and teach for Zach. Yeah, look. This is this is a whole bunch of benefits. We're going on a Super Bowl run. Hopefully, maybe Zach turns into something good. If not, you know, hopefully Roger stays as long as he wants and he plays till 45. That sounds fantastic to me. Sure. Um, 
Brian King drops in with a $50 super chat. We're going to skip over to you real quick, and then we'll go back to our uh, our other guys. Uh, I got JetCast, Andy, and Matt on deck. Uh, Ryan says, Jets killed Antonio Brown's career when he walked off the field. Jets own Pats next two years and send Bill to retirement. Let's fucking go. Freeze Ryan and Matt. (laughs) Oh, Oh, all right, Green Bean. Double free. Oh, I'm just going to hang out. Green Bean, you you get to talk. Yeah, and I'm going to. That's right. So look at them freezing. Ryan King, my beloved Ryan. Oh, thank you, Ryan. Not uh, the frozen Ryan. Ryan King. So, yeah, man. I mean, look, and I see Packers fans in there. It's okay for both sides to be happy. That's the thing that I, that it's hard to understand. It's like, you know, especially in in sports and games, like one team has to win, one team has to lose. Therefore, one fan base is happy, one's not. It's okay. The silver lining for us is this. The proven commodity is coming here. The questionable commodities, you know, draft picks. We love draft picks. So I'm not. I'm certainly not minimizing the value of picks. I love draft picks, but let's be real. You don't know what they're going to be yet. We have no idea. We don't know what Jordan Love is. They they have hope. They have reason to believe. That's all well and good. But the proven commodities coming here. We had a top five defense last year. We had the rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, on offense. I think we got a pretty good deal too, man. I'm not too ex- I'm not too upset about it. How you guys feel? I w- Ugh, I'm a little chilly, but man, I would love yeah. to see Bill Belichick never win a game against the Jets ever again. I want to see him just I think he's got to get what, 9 wins a year for the next 3 years to to get the all-time wins record. I hope they don't get to 6 wins. <laughs> Like, I want them to just yeah. be miserable. And he's just going to get so beat up over the next few years, and he's just going to have to walk away and not get the win record. That that would make me feel a little better <laughs> over, uh, you know, the one thing he really wants. We're going to take that from him. Green Bean, is that how you kind of feel? Maybe? Maybe a little bit? Well, dude, look. I uh, I was, you know, you know, Buck, Mr. Bucks Nation? Oh, yeah. You know, that guy, he came on the stream before, and he's like, hey, I just want to say congratulations. And I said, what a nice fan. Like, since he's a good dude. I met him at the I really like Mr. Bucks out. Nation. He's, he's a, good, a dude. good guy. And I said, you know, I just really wish I was that kind of fan. I'm not. I root for pain for everybody else. I fucking really do, man. I hope the Packers completely implode. I want to see Matt LaFleur fired. I want to see Jordan Love relegated to the the Sam Darnold zone. Like, that's what I want to see. Now, is it going to happen? I don't know. You know, who knows? It's going to take a minute, I'm sure, even if it does. But, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm with you. I want to see, a, you know, 3-14 and 14 team. That's what I want to see. I want to see Packers fans. They have no idea what it's like to not have a Hall of Fame quarterback. They deserve to suck, dude. They deserve it, especially how they've been handling themselves. A bunch of whiny, crybaby, uppity. You know what I mean? Most of them. Not all of them. There have been a few cool ones. Green, Green uh, Bean, tell us how you really feel. I hate everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. I really do. I love it. Matt, Matt, how you feeling? You think we're going to end Bill Belichick's career and he's going to lose all these games to the Jets now? 
Um, I mean, that would be very off brand for everything we've seen for the last 25 years. So like, I want to believe I want to buy in. Uh, part of me is still very, very nervous. But yeah, theoretically, yes, they should be able to handle the Patriots who now look to be the fourth team in the division by a pretty significant margin. But I'd like to add on I, I am at my wits end with where do Miami Dolphins fans get the right to uh, talk this talk? They haven't won a playoff game in 23 years like let's mm. let's pump it up there a little bit oh and if we yeah. have any miami dolphins fans in the chat right now and you're saying oh the jets gave up a first round pick for a 40 year old quarterback well guess what you guys gave up a first round pick for a 40 year old quarterback and he's not on your fucking roster he's not even going to play a single snap for you tom brady and you're flirting with him last year cost you your number 19 overall pick this year so i think the dolphins fans can go kick a bunch of rocks and i don't think they have any right to talk right now until they start winning uh some playoff games as well just getting into the game doesn't matter i want to see some victories and the jets have one more recently than the dolphins JetCast comes in. He says, hey, guys, Pat here. What do you think with uh, this new contract will look like? Also, fun fact, we got more for Jamal than we gave up for Aaron. Uh, that, that Jamal trade is always going to be the trade that keeps on giving. Like, oh, yeah. the fact that we got AVT and we got Garrett Wilson for Jamal Adams, that best trade we'll ever make. I don't know if we'll ever see a better trade uh, compensation Green Bean, how you feeling? What do you think the contract's going to look like possibly with Aaron Rodgers? Honestly, man, I don't know. I mean, I don't I mean it would be really cool to find out that like Aaron Rodgers said, "I'll take a 70% pay cut. We're going to restructure this whole thing." I mean, who knows? I mean, I would love to see it really be in our benefit. Contracts and all the details escape me, you know, like I listen mm. to guys like you. I look it over the cap, I try to make sense of it. Like I it's hard for me to predict uh, the details. This is one of the most, I mean, it's probably the most complex contract situation I've seen. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's a weird one. There's lots of wrinkles and variables and, and I don't really get it. Um, so that's the truth of it. So it's hard to predict, but I, I do, I tell you what, it'd be real nice to see the back end and everybody go, Oh, wait a second here. This is what's really going on. Once Joe Douglas has access to Aaron Rodgers, that things change a little bit. That'd be nice to see. Yeah, my gut feeling is that this this new contract, look, in order for it to help the Jets, the cap number would have to be lower than $15 million or lower than $32 million next year. And I have a hard time thinking of what that could possibly be. I think the next year is where you could get a little more cap relief, but I think it's going to be like a five-year contract. It's going to stretch out some of these cap hits. I think it's basically going to be a similar two-year structure that we have right now with a team option for year three and it's one of those situations where like hey you know in the event that zach wilson absolutely balls out uh you know and aaron Rodgers feels like hey i may want to walk away or something like that i've 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 done whatever then maybe you, you create that type of contract to create that sort of hey zach we're still sort of supporting you in some capacity and we're you know this messaging is is what we're going to have at least for the next year it wouldn't even shock me if they played on this current contract for this year right now and then made the determination hey we're not exercising zach's fifth year option now we restructure his contract uh in the offseason just before that 45 million dollar bonus hits right after the Super Bowl. I think that's probably somewhere we we might be able to look. Matt, any thoughts on what a contract might might look like? Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see what it ends up with um coming out to cuz I have a hard time, you know, coming up with a way to get the cap lower for this year 
Uh, anyway, the the 15.7 is a pretty nice number, but uh, next year and beyond, I think, is where maybe things can get a little bit creative. I, I don't really have anything off the, the top of my head that I'm looking for to see, like, contract-wise, but um, I'm just curious to see the final results and the cap hits here. Andy drops in, our resident Packers fan. He says, rational fans on both sides knew it would be a couple seconds. I think we got a bit more than we would but you got a Hall of Fame pissed off Aaron Rodgers. Fair deal. Yeah, Andy, I completely agree. I think this was a good trade for both sides. You know, as much as I felt like, oh, we could have given up less, point-wise, when you factor everything in, what the Jets got, what the Packers got, the Jets basically gave up the point equivalency of the number 13 overall pick. And if you're asking me if I would trade one first-round pick for two shots at a Super Bowl if it's only two years— I would say yes a hundred times over. Matt, are you feeling the same way? Would you give up one first round pick number 13 overall to have this type of opportunity with Aaron Rodgers? Yes, I think you'd take the gamble. Um, you don't really have much of a much of a choice, right, at the quarterback position. I think we all agree that Rodgers gave the Jets the best chance to win even over uh, some of the other guys who are available and that people might have liked. So, yeah, absolutely, I would do it. Greenbean, what about you? Would you give up number 13 overall, that equivalent amount of picks that we gave up, giving up number 13 overall for two years of Rodgers and this Super Bowl potential? You would do it? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think I would. If like if just clean, just like that. Yeah, man. But I, you know, that's the whole thing. It's like you know, we can we're getting caught up with these kind of values and all that shit. The truth is, again, we have the best quarterback that we've ever had. And I think that that you know you get you can't expect to walk into, you know, uh, Pete Luger's Steakhouse, get their finest porterhouse, and get out of there with a five dollar bill. It's like it's just not real. You're going to pay for that, but it's worth it. That's why you go. Hundred percent. Matt comes in, says, "Hear me out. Going to need help from Greenbean on this. Get Darnell Wright or Broderick Jones in round one to play right tackle and trade up for John Michael Smith. That's where I need Greenbean's help." John Michael Smith is the best center here and can be the next Mangold. Uh, so I completely disagree with this. Uh, I shouldn't say completely disagree. I'm, I have to disagree. I do like going after the tackle still in round one. I think going after someone that maybe is more of a right tackle uh, is probably where I'd go. So I like Darnell Wright. I like Dewan Jones. I think I'm fine with that. I'd be even fine moving down a little bit more if we had to, to try and recoup some of, you know, either another second or a third round pick so that we could add a little bit more fluff to our roster. But on the center front, I, I think retaining Connor McGovern means we are not looking at center in the second round, let alone trading up to try and get one. I'm looking at center in the fourth round now, and I'm saying, hey, I really like uh, Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas. It's someone that I had us taking back in January. Now it becomes a little more realistic of an option because we're not so pressed to make this type of uh, selection in the second round. So, Greenbean, how are you feeling about uh, the tackle position and center in the first two rounds? Yeah, um, well, my tipster said that the Jets are absolutely eyeballing center. I'm mean, sorry, uh, tackle in the first, but they also told me yesterday that the Jets are actively uh, seeking a trade back right now. So if that's the case, the center that I, I'm, I keep saying that, the tackle that they're aiming for, which I believe is Broderick Jones, um, they he's not going to be there if they keep sliding back. So then it might be a Darnell Wright. It might be an Anton Harrison who who they met with as well. Um 
I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think to see a tackle. Uh, if we can't trade back and there are no tackles that they like there, which I think they will, I think Broderick Jones is going to be sitting right there for them. Um, they, you know, maybe we see a defensive tackle. Maybe we see a wide receiver. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, I think you, you, you know, you bring up a good point. I think that's why they brought in Connor McGovern. If, if their favorite center slides to them, they're going to grab them, but they don't feel the need to maybe jump up, use later capital for all that stuff. Maybe Joe Douglas basically did two things. He took the, you know, with the, with the McGovern signing, he took the stress out of it that like back against the wall have to at all costs get this guy right here he removed that because we now know the floor of Connor McGovern and it's uh maybe not what we love it's not the best case but it's also not the worst man he's kind of a middle of the road upper upper half kind of center and he and he has um you know I think with Aaron Rodgers behind him he could be significantly better Aaron Rodgers said, hey hey asshole you need to do this, not that. You know, he's not afraid to say that where Zach Wilson isn't saying anything. You know what I mean? Um, so I think there's a lot of benefit there, but I think they're going to take a center in this draft. I was told that as well. Uh, but like you said, maybe it's not the second. Maybe it's pick 112, Stromberg, maybe even a Jarrett Patterson if Avila slides, which he won't. Uh, but if he's there, um, every year, guys, that I think it's just never in a million years are they going to slide. Never. Look, last year, N'Kobe Dean. Granted, he was injured, mm. but, I mean, like the year before, Creed Humphrey. Slide is like, what? what is happening? DK Metcalf. Like, it happens every year. We're like, what is going on? Why is this guy still there? And it's, oh, must be something wrong. Nope, it just happens. You grab him, he's an instant starter, and he's great. Nothing changed. So it could happen with some of these guys. I think there's a nice, a, a nice enough crop of centers that pick 112, you're still going to get a good one. So this enables us to do it that way, and I like it. Matt, how are you feeling about tackle in the first round and center possibly in the second round? Yeah, had me in the first half, not not so much in the second half uh, there. I don't think they should take a center in the second round at this point. I think what um, I would be doing instead is looking for uh, an interior defensive lineman, uh, a linebacker, a safety. I, I don't think that would be the spot to grab your center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy drops in, celebrates one month of membership, says, with signing Aaron Rodgers and McGovern, does this change the Jets' plans? Yeah, I think we just uh, kind of talked about it right there. I think, uh, you know, tackle is still very much in the conversation, but center, I think, drops off as far as a pressing need in the second round. And now it's more of if your guy falls to you or if you feel comfortable waiting and taking one just a little bit later. I think the other part of that is that we have four of our five offensive linemen returning for last year, and some chemistry might go a long way. Uh, New York Jets situation report. What's up, Gunny? He's going to be with us on our uh, live stream coming up for the NFL draft all three days. We'll be talking to a whole bunch of different content creators, and Gunny is one of them. Good evening, gents. Let's go. We got our quarterback, and this trade was right in the wheelhouse of our predictions. The second becomes a first. Too easy, but F it. Yeah, Gunny, we are right there with you. Tigo drops in, celebrates a a month of membership, and he's going to be with us day two of the the, uh, NFL draft. He says, still can't believe we got our quarterback, eight the great. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about that. Matt, how are you feeling about uh, Rodgers wearing number eight? Uh, I'm good with it. I think it's going to be cool. I want to get my Elijah Moore jersey switched. So if anyone knows who, like, someone who could do it well, not like tape or some crackpot job, like, 
if anyone knows someone who could replace a nameplate, let me know. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to look cool. I can't wait. Green Bean, how are you feeling about number eight? Is that confirmed? Uh, Amy Schefter said it. Yes. It seemed like it was pretty pretty sure that's going to happen. He could wear a number, you know, zero for all I care, honestly. <laughs> Doesn't the only matter. Thing I was, the, the only reason I care was like the whole 12 thing was like of interest to me. Yes. I pick eight, like Garrett Wilson. I'm going to five. Neg Great. You know what I mean? Still like, I don't care. Still going to have legs, still going to catch, still going to throw, still going to do what I yeah. yeah. I used to care before it got all weird. Like, you know, defensive ends are like number three. Like, I, I don't know what the hell. I just, it's all bullshit to me anymore. I think, you know, when it was like these guys were the 50s and that's it. And these guys were the 90s. Like that, that, that made sense to me. Now everybody's crazy and they can move all over the place. Like wide receivers were 80s and they were mm -hmm. teens. Now they're single digits. And I, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to think. <laughs> so I guess it's fantastic. Jet for two comes and says, I am a, uh, I am Captain Peanut from the gallery, and I think we should have tried to acquire Tannehill. Just kidding. Aaron Rodgers was the best <laughs> and only option. <laughs> yeah. Good, Thank man. God. Yeah. You you had me like my blood was about to start boiling, and then I just I simmered it down a little bit. So uh, thank you for for spiking my blood pressure. Uh, Dick Delgado says, I still believe in Christian Ponder, Zach Wilson. Thank you, Dick. Uh <laughs> Mike comes in with a $20 super chat. He says, we finally are going all in. We have been rebuilding forever. It's time to take a shot. If it doesn't work out, at least we tried. Yeah, I completely agree. Look, we have been trying to develop a quarterback for the last 12 to 15 years. We tried it with Mark Sanchez. We tried it with Geno Smith. We tried it with Christian Hackenberg. We tried it with Sam Darnold and, uh, you know, Zach Wilson. It just hasn't worked out. Let's try a different approach. We have all these good young players under contract for cheap for the next few years this is the time to pay a big time quarterback to come in green bean are you feeling hey screw it let's just take the shot yeah dude i think it's a great point like look the the plan was to do this while you have your quarterback on his rookie contract right that was the plan if zach hit do you see how perfectly this plan is working like it's beautiful zach didn't hit <clears throat> he quite literally could be called a miss right we don't know for sure they're still working Fair. on them but looks very missy to us over here so all right if that's the case you still have everything else it's smart dude it's smart to go ahead spend the money move the money around do all the things do whatever you can it's all possible we're seeing a general manager that is figuring out how to do it on the numerical side now, not just the player personnel side and the coaching and the staffing and all that stuff. We're now seeing the contract manipulation and the salary cap stuff. And that's a, it's a good sign. He's aggressive. Go ahead and go for it. Like I said, how we are tired of rebuilding. Are we going to now draft? Like people are saying, trade up and draft Bryce Young or CJ. Strides. Really? Is that what we're doing? So by the time he gets his head out of his ass, Garrett Wilson wants to leave and they had sauce Gardner's done and, you know what I mean? Like, nah, dude, we got these guys. We have a young core that's going to be here for the next few years. Go out, get it done. And it just so happens to be the best case scenario for Zach Wilson as well. I think it's perfect. I agree with it 100%. Thomas Cahill drops in and says, we need can't see bad. Ah. What do you think, It'd Matt? Be fun. I do like Kalaja Cansey, but I, the only way I would take Kalaja Cansey is if 
the top three tackles plus right are off the board. Then I'd mm. say Kalaja because it's going to be hard for me to be upset about that pick with the thought of him playing next to Quinn and Williams and with the edge rushers rotating around. I think that would be deadly, um, but I'd be very fearful of the plan at offensive tackle if they didn't go offensive line in the first round. C. Thompson says, let's get our headspace right. We need to have a Pro Bowl quarterback. Let's get D-Hop and make it filthy. Uh <sighs> I, I don't know where we have any more money to to make this type of acquisition. I would I would be very surprised if we added another wide receiver, uh, at least of of significant contract proportions. Because I saw a tweet from DeAndre Hopkins that said like, oh, he should take less or something like that, and it was like a ha ha kind of kind of tweet. Greenbean, you think we should add another bigger wide receiver or higher priced wide receiver? Yes, I think we should find more money. No matter what, get everybody in here. We were going to sign OBJ. Why not? Do it. Figure it out, Joe Douglas. Get them all in here. The Saints do it. Everybody else does it. Just sign them. That's what I think. Or not. Or I love we're good. it. One or the other. We're, we're collecting all these stones on our infinity gauntlet, and we just got the That's last exactly. one with Aaron Rodgers, and we're ready to do the snap, and we're going to reset everything. It's going to be fantastic. I love it. Douglas drops in, says, as someone who also follows Denver, I can't help but have just a smidgen of trepidation based on how Russell Wilson imploded last season. Nobody saw that coming. That said, I'm cautiously optimistic. So I, I am concerned whenever a quarterback switches teams for the first time. We saw it with Russell Wilson. We saw it with Deshaun Watson. And there's concern there for sure. With, with, with Rodgers, I'm less so concerned because we have his offensive coordinator that they – that he worked so well with in the past. This is like literally the most comfortable sort of situation that you could put Aaron Rodgers in. And we have so many toys around him that he doesn't have to be the guy all the time. Uh, so I'm not too concerned. Matt, are you concerned at all that this could wind up similarly to, to how Denver wound up uh, maybe regretting the uh, Russell Wilson trade? Um. Uh, did the Jets give up multiple firsts? I, I, I don't think technically they did. yes. <laughs> they, well, they gave up no, 13. no, they, they didn't because there's a back. swap. There's they, a pick no, swap. It's no, not, shut up. Pick did you swap. see the way Schefter Schefter reported it? I uh, when he first reported, he goes, "The Jets gave up this year's first. They gave up next uh, this year's second. And everyone on NFL Live was like, "What is going on?" He's like, "Wait, I'm not done. I have more stuff to say." And yeah, he did I that. Know. So, yeah. but it's a yeah. He should have led. It's a swap of thirteen and fifteen. All oh, they moved mm -hmm. back two picks. Boo, freaking who? No, it's not the same. They didn't give up the same amount, and it's not some absorbent contract that's going to be like a hundred million dollar dead cap hit if you try to get out of it. So, um, no, it's not even remotely comparable. R.J. McPot drops in. He says, "Does sixty-five percent snaps conditional?" Uh, include playoffs. Uh, it most likely does not. It's usually a regular season thing, but if it includes playoffs, I would also ask that that includes preseason as well. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to play any of the snaps. And I'd be trying to just get a zillion snaps all the time. Like let's get a zillion first downs and make it so that way there's so many, uh, snaps that maybe we clinch some type of, of, uh, playoff spot. And then we just let 
Zach come in for cleanup duty, and then we don't have to give up the first next year. No, it's look, Jets are Jets are going to be giving up a first. I have no no issue whatsoever with that. Uh, Dane O comes and says, "Sorry, Ryan, would have preferred pick thirteen outright. No, 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 no. I don't want to give up pick thirteen. I'm saying the value of all the picks that we gave up and the picks that we got back from." Uh, the Green Bay Packers, if you add up those points and figure out what the difference is, is actually the point total of what pick 13 is worth. It just so happens to be the pick that we actually own or did own. Um, but no, I would not have given up, you know, 13. I would have given up. Yeah, I I guess so. It's a weird way to kind of look at it, but yes, I would give up one single individual pick for Aaron Rodgers for two years of Super Bowl. Uh, Michael Gonzalez drops in. He says, fellas, uh, I am looking forward to the season. Let's make the playoffs and take it from there. Yeah, dude, I am completely on the same page. Matt, how are you feeling? I know you got to jump out of here at nine o'clock. Uh, are you just looking at the season? You're just like, man, I'm just hoping for playoffs. It's, it's been a long, long time. What's your outlook on the season? Well, I think that has to be the first step, right? Is just get over that hump and be a playoff team. But they didn't make this move to go 10 and 7, be the seventh seed, and then get bounced by Kansas City or Buffalo. They they made this to compete in the AFC East, have a legitimate chance to win it, have a legitimate chance to win any game they play in, and you take it from there. I, you know, I hope they win a Super Bowl. I hope they, you know, make a really nice run, but you got to start with the playoffs first. And with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you know you're going to be in every single game you play because of how good that defense is. Matt, I know you got to leave us. Any last thoughts? What's going on in your head? What you got going on? One, let's effing go Isles. And number two, I cannot wait for three straight days of streaming with you boys. I am so, so excited. Make sure to subscribe to the Talking Jets new YouTube channel. And that's it. I'm so excited for this week. It's my favorite thing we do all year, guys. Yeah. I love it. Matt, you have been ejected. (laughs) We will see you later, our friend. And now there are two. Uh, Romantic. I know, right? Jacob pops (laughs) in. Jacob says, uh, how I look at it, you got to spend money to make money. Also, how confident are y'all that our offensive line uh, for Aaron Rodgers, obviously, still needs work. So I think we're, we're still going to get the tackle. We're going to get a tackle in some capacity. I think at the very least, you have guys that have played together for one season coming back and playing together again and having some sort of cohesion, specifically with like McGovern and the, the, the guards. But the biggest factor here is going to be Aaron Rodgers can get rid of the ball so much faster. He can diagnose defenses so much faster. Russell, or not Russell Wilson, Zach Wilson, similarly to Russell Wilson, where you run around, hold the ball too long, you create more sacks for your offensive line than should be happening. So Rodgers getting the ball out quick is going to help our offensive line purely because of that. Dude, think about this. Aaron Rodgers is never going to run 15 yards backwards this entire season. He's not going to do it once. We saw it multiple times. And not only did we see that multiple times, at the end of it, he would try to throw it out of bounds and almost get picked. He had the one time he did get picked. Like, there are so many layers to how bad what we were watching really was. It's not just a bad quarterback. Like, And look, I'm, I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. 
if they want to keep working with them, I mean, if it's not about like, hey, it's more expensive to cut them than it is to whatever. All right, then fine. If you want to work with him, great. He loves Aaron Rodgers, Hackett. Thing. Okay, great, man. I'm in. I'm totally rooting for him, 100%. But let's be real. We watched, I thought Sam Darnold couldn't, we couldn't get lower than that. That's what I thought. And Zach Wilson was lower than that. It was the worst. I've never seen anything like it. I would make videos like, what was that? Like, I've never seen football. I played football <clears throat> my whole life, Ryan, even in like, you know, lunchtime games in elementary school, the quarterback never did that. Like we just never, it's not the game. So Aaron Rodgers is going to completely remove that. Like you said, the quicker release, he already knows the offense. He knows the vernacular. Uh, he knows where everybody's going to be. He's going to make the decision. He can see the field. We haven't had a quarterback that can do that in a long, long time. And, uh, and it's going to, we're going to see it right away. I mean, even if he's still rusty or, you know, the thumb or he needs a couple weeks to get back to Aaron Rodgers, whatever he brings to the field is 99% chance going to be light years better than what we've seen. And we should be excited about that, guys, because guess what? He's got studs all around him. We have studs all over the place. We just couldn't use them. This is what's going to be changing. We're going to see what our studs can do when a guy doesn't get them the ball three seconds too late, when the cornerback had an opportunity to catch up and and readjust. And Dude, Aaron Rod he, Garrett Wills is going to break away. He's going to be hit on in his hands. You know what I mean? That's oh, the yeah. difference. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. RJ McPot drops in. He says, if Rodgers blows out the other team 64% of the snaps per game, <laughs> And let's let Zach manage till the end. We get to keep ah. our first this year. Yeah, right? Like, we blow out a team through, you know, <clears throat> what was it, halfway through the third quarter. And then we're like, all right, Zach, you're going to get some reps against the defense. And we're just going to run the ball a lot. We're not going to worry about it. And Rodgers, you know, we want to rest you up. That would be a real, like, kick in the balls to Green Bay, I feel like. Oh, it'd be so fun. <laughs> and Rodgers is like, I'm all in. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't need to, like, collect any more yards. He doesn't need to shit. Yeah. <clears throat> like, uh, Namath can have the 4,000 yards. I don't need 4,000. It's cool. We'll, we'll get by winning and I'll, I'll throw for like 3,000 yards on the season and we won't have to give Imagine up the first. Imagine he does it. Dude, he gets 4,000 yards playing three quarters a game. I would cry laughing. It would be the, the single most ridiculous trade and like situation that would have played out. I think I'd ever have seen. I'd fly to New Jersey just to hug you. If that happened, I, <laughs> I would fly down to Virginia just to hug you, even if it doesn't happen. It's okay. I just there, want to There hug. you go. You're welcome here. You're welcome. Leo hops in. Leo says, hey, guys, for some reason, why are some people saying, don't be surprised if Q gets traded next year? Where is that coming from? That's not happening. I haven't seen people say Quinnen's going to get traded. I think he's definitely going to get a contract extension. This is not the same situation that we had with uh, Leonard Williams when we had the, you know, Quinnen sitting right in our lap and we had the opportunity to move off of of Leonard. I think Quinnen is definitely a long-term jet. I think he's going to get re-signed before the start of training camp. I just think we are going to have to wait a little bit until they figure out the full Rodgers contract, how everything else kind of works into it, and then they'll get Quinnen his money. You got any concerns there, Green Bean, with Quinnen? Oh, the only concern I have is just get this shit done already. Like the optics, like, did you see uh, Joe Douglas in his presser today said he's optimistic and Quinn mm -hmm. put out the tweet, like optimistic, like that's where we are. 
And it's like, I didn't okay. see the Quinn in response, but that's the same yeah, answer he, had, he like, gave a month ago at the owners meeting. No, that wasn't today. I saw it. Today. Oh, no. oh, no, no, no. Well, he definitely said it today, but he also said the same thing at the owners meeting. He's optimistic with the Quinn in contract. Yeah. Well, I saw, I mean, and maybe somebody retweeted it. It could be, but I'm not sure one way or the other, but um, yeah, <laughs> he, he posted it to like, it's a picture of Quinn and like, like looking at Sipping the camera, the like, yeah, some shit like that. Maybe that's an old one. So Quinnen was a uh, part of a, a meme photo shoot. I think it was, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. Um, and that's where like the little, the, the, the sunglasses thing comes with him in the Hawaiian shirt that you see pop up in the lower corner occasionally. That was yeah. the, uh, that same, uh, photo shoot jet engine drops yeah. in and says JD paid the total value of the 13th pick for a hall of fame quarterback worth every penny. 25 years ago, the jets pick up Vinny at 36 years old ancient in those days 39 years old with rogers is a different situation altogether yeah i mean you had Vinny testaverde who was a failed number one overall pick and you have aaron Rodgers, who is very much the opposite of that uh yeah I, I, this is totally different than the Vinny situation and i think getting aaron Rodgers now it's just he's so much better uh green bean you pulling any uh, parallels from the Vinny situation well, yeah. What's up, Jet Engines? Good to see you, dude. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's very different. We didn't give up anything. I mean, you know, when we picked up Vinny, it was very much seen as like a scrap heap. Like it was to back up Glenn Foley. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Glenn Foley had beaten out Neil O'Donnell, who never should have been signed. Just uh, it was funny. I, I saw one one eight nine Paris talking about it. <clears throat> when the Jets signed Neil O'Donnell, it was the stupidest move ever. The reason that they did it, well, number one, he was a good quarterback, right? And he got to the Super Bowl and all that shit. But he was from he's from Morris Plains or Morris Lakes or Mountain Lakes or one of those. He's from one of those areas by, I think it's Morris Plains by uh, Arthur's down there. And so bringing him here, like it was all about like hometown, like all this shit. But dude, he single-handedly lost the Super Bowl against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, single hand, he threw two pick sixes to a 12th round pick cornerback, Larry Brown. He made Larry Brown a multi-millionaire. He signed a contract, the next, a whole thing, and then we go scoop him. So remember, like Parcells came here, he got nine and seven out of Neil O'Donnell and Adrian Morrell. He said, Adrian Morrell leaves yards on the field. He got rid of him, brought in uh, Curtis Martin. Glenn Foley was Parcells' quarterback. He cut Neil O'Donnell, got Vinny Testaverde to back him up. Um, so it's very, very different. But the parallel, and I know what you're saying, Jet Engine, I just have to give context before I can agree or disagree. Um, the, the parallel is that he was considered old back then. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think 40 for quarterbacks is the new 32, right? Not 30, 32. <laughs> it's like... Dude, quarterbacks are playing older, man. I mean, and Aaron Rodgers is a tough son of a bitch. He's only missed more than one game twice in his career. Uh, he's only missed, you know, he's only missed, you know, any games four times in his whole 15 years that he played. He's 18-year career, 15 years as a starter. Um, I mean, it's like this guy, he's tough. And you saw he played with a broken thumb. Most quarterbacks, they got a broken thumb. That's it. They're done. He played on a team that was kind of... They were not really doing anything last year, and he still played. So there's a different thing there, you know. And with Vinny, Vinny came in and gave us the most miraculous thing that we'd ever. I'd never seen anything like it before or since. You know what I mean? It was like it was unbelievable. But I think Aaron Rodgers, 
is capable of that on a on, like on the regular. Vinny was like real streaky, like really good. He'd throw three touchdowns and then he'd throw two pick sixes. It's like, mm-hmm. what is this guy? Is he suck? Is he great? Aaron Rodgers is not that. Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw all that many interceptions. I mean, I got to knock on wood. I'm, I'm freaking myself out talking like this, Brian. It's just, <laughs> it's just fucking weird, man. How but are I we being so positive? This is absolutely horrifying. I, I don't know what I'm to uncomfortable. do with I'm like, I got a guy in my head like, you better shut up, man. That's what he's saying. You better stop. But uh, I think there are parallels, of course. But I think this is quite literally unprecedented. And Jets fans, uh, if you're a younger Jets fan and you're grumbling about the pick and all that shit, man, like you need to understand like this is unprecedented what we did yes we did the brett Favre thing and all that uh so there is a comparison there but but it's very very different in that you know aaron Rodgers is a four-time mvp uh we have his offensive coordinator like there's a there's a whole like um foundational piece here that wasn't there even though the Mangini team was good we had a good team we had mawai i mean we had a, we oh no no we had mangold that's right we had mangold and and uh, the Brickershaw Ferguson and, and all the like we had a good team, but it wasn't this. Like this team is young, and I mean, offensive, defensive rookie of the year. It's it's unprecedented what we're looking at, and it's an opportunity to actually smile, you know. And and I think we should try to try to get there. This is good shit. AP drops in. He says, "What's up, boys? Aaron Rodgers, baby, sliding back to fifteen definitely makes for a tough decision. Green Bay and New England both have similar needs to us. Go Jets! Yeah, I think that's sort of why I I feel like the Jets have maybe pivoted to right tackle more than left tackle, and I don't think receiver was really going to be a realistic option. I, I would have a hard time seeing the Jets taking Jackson Smith and the Jigba at thirteen, but I do think that." having Green Bay jump in front of the Packers or in front of the Patriots prevents the Patriots from getting Jackson Smith and the Jigba. I think he's definitely going to go to Green Bay as his floor. And then if they want, if we wind up losing a left tackle to the Patriots, so be it. I think Douglas has kind of aligned himself maybe to, to let Becton kind of be the incumbent almost or, or duke it out with uh, Brown on the left-hand side, and then you bring in a guy that's always been a, a right tackle in Darnell Wright or Dewan Jones or something along those lines. Uh, so as much as I am a little bit concerned, I think the Jets have some more options, and I'm not as as nervous maybe as I I would have as I was initially when I saw the trade. Is that kind of where you're at? Yeah. yeah well, I I kind of. I mean, I think um you make a lot of good points, and and it's um I can certainly get in there. Like I happen to love Anton Harrison and I think the jets Mm -hmm. do too. I think he's plug and play now. He's, you know, uh, I, I think the interesting thing about our situation right now is that like, we do have Dwayne Brown for one more year. We do have Mackay Becton. We do have Max Mitchell. So really what we're trying to make sure we don't do is see what happened last year when you're like, you're falling back to your guard. We got to move a guard over. And then we have uh, Mick Kraken or whatever the hell that guy's name. What was his name again? Uh, <laughs> we had a few Connor different tackles Mc- out there. Connor McDermott, right? McDermott, right? McCracken. McCracken. <laughs> Phil? Uh, I really said that. I wasn't a joke. That was really what mm-hmm. I thought. Um, so, um, but like, you know, like we're trying to make sure that we avoid that. If the kid can beat Dwayne, let, let's say they're equal. 
Then you bump Dwayne Brown back, and then you got Dwayne Brown as your backup. And, oh, you can't pay that much. Yes, you can. You can do whatever the hell you want. You can, if you want the kid to play, then he plays, you know, and you can, and then, then if he, you know, if something happens, you got Dwayne Brown coming in. And it's a whole different thing. And then at bare minimum, let's say he doesn't beat out Dwayne Brown. You have a first round pick backing him up or swinging, whatever, you know, however it goes. And then you have, uh, you have him on the team grooming as security so we don't see what happened last year and then he's he's when he goes into the start and roll he's got a year in the system and it's it's plus 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 like it, it's good on 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 all fronts and i think that the jets like a few of these guys like you said darnell right i could see i could see anton harrison nobody's talking about anton harrison man i nabbed him early mm. i like him he's one of my favorites and i think uh the Jets would be fine sliding back to 18 or whatever, 20, and grabbing Anton Harrison. He might even go earlier than that. I know other teams are rumored to like him more than is being said as well. It's kind of like hush-hush. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, dude, there's five tackles up there that I think the Jets would be happy to bring because we do have Becton and we do have Dwayne Brown. And the whole idea, Ryan, that you can't use a first-round pick on a guy, yes, you can. Yes, you can. If it's going to take away that fear of what mm-hmm. happened last year when we were decimated at tackle, it's well worth it, man. You do it. E-Boogie drops in. E-Boogie says, what's going on, fellas? How do you guys feel if JD went for quantity over quality, trading down players and future picks? Let's effing go, boys. Um, Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm in a weird spot because I do kind of, I like having draft picks, so I do like the idea of trading down. And I think if you're not yeah. so locked into the top three tackles, you're, you're maybe a little more willing to slide back a little bit and still get guys that you do like. And I do think there's a lot of uh, depth in the middle part of this year. I would almost slide back. And if like rather than getting another pick this year, I'd almost be kind of cool with throwing a pick into next year's draft and giving us a little more ammo. How do you feel about trading down, Greenbean? Well, Whoa, isn't it engine gifted five memberships. Thank you, dude. There it is. Hell yeah. Greg, Hennessy, Gitmo, Snowball, and Eric all get gifted a membership by Jet Engine. Guys, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat for our newest members of the channel. There it is. Yeah, good shit, Jet Engine. Jet Engine's a good dude. We've known Jet Engine for a long time, Ryan. Jet oh, Nation. Yeah. No? Oh, yeah, of course. He was, the, he was the Jet Nation captain for a year. Remember? Oh, I, I, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. He's always been a good dude. Um, so, um, isn't it funny? Like we're here, like, you know, on my end, it's like, well, dude, let's remember Mm -hmm. that we got the commodity and they got the picks and picks Mm -hmm. are crap. And then it's like, let's trade back and get more picks. You know what I mean? Yum, 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 yum. (laughs) (laughs) We just want to, we want to Pac-Man it all up. Just gobble up every pick we can get. It's funny. But I think, again, I believe my source that JD is trying to trade back. Now, it might not be all that far back. Maybe it is. Um, maybe they feel totally good with, um, you know, with waiting until the second for a tech. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, I don't. I, I could see it, though. Am I in favor? Maybe not. We slid back two spots. I really, this is our year. I think go ahead and get the best damn player that you can. And just look, you have five trade back in a second if you want. You know what I mean? Get a third, get a fourth, whatever you want to do. Um, but I don't know. I'd, I w- I'd be happy either way, but I think I'd probably take a player if it was me. 
NY Jets 24 says, Ryan Greenbead, Matt, I heard the NFL are on NFL Network that Rodgers is flying to New Jersey tonight for a physical tomorrow. There will be a two o'clock press conference. What stupid question that Samini will ask of Aaron at the press conference? Ooh, ooh. Hmm. What do you Rogers think would be a, what do you think oh, is yeah. a, like a dumb question that he could get asked at the press conference. Why would you choose a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in 12 <laughs> years who has had so many injuries to the offensive line? He's going to go that route, 100%. Debbie Downer over there. Totally, man. There's no question. I'm excited in my to mind. see what questions wind up getting asked. I don't think I I, I don't think the media is going to absolutely like dig into him right off the bat. I think there's going to be a little bit of a honeymoon phase with the media, at least until oh. the games start playing. Oh, that'd be, I can see that too. That's not a bad point. Um, I tend to lean negative with a lot of the press, especially Samini. I mean, Samini takes the negative track every mm. time. dude. I mean, he, I mean, even when there's a positive, it's, mm. it's a negative spin on the positive. I mean, that's just who he is. You know what I mean? That's, mm. that's what he does. It's, just comfort zone. He does very well with it. ESPN loves it, so he's going to keep doing it. Until we stop reading his shit and clicking on his stuff, he's going to keep saying that stuff. Um, but I think you're probably – I think most of the New York press is going to be starstruck to a, to, a, to a degree. Like, holy shit, we got a real one here. We're not mm -hmm. talking to Zach Wilson. We're not talking to Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? We're not talking to uh, Nathan Shepard. Like, we're talking to, holy shit, Aaron Rodgers is here. And he's ours, and we got him. You know what I mean? I think there's going to be some of that, a little bit of ass-kissing, a little bit of glad-handing, a little bit of fun. Dano drops in. He says, "This uh, to this season, guys, I appreciate you all your time, content, insights, and look forward to this highly anticipated season. Might even top the Rex days. Well, we all hope so. We're excited for it. It's the best time as Jet fans since probably that 2010 season after we went to that first championship game. Because no one was really thinking championship game in 2009. It was like, oh, we kind of backed into the playoffs. We thought we weren't going to get in. And then you had the high expectations the following year. And that's sort of where I sit right now. Um, and it's nice. It feels good to, to have that confidence. It's been a long time, Greenbean. Yeah, the Rex days. Oh. <sighs> And too bad the Rex days, you know, it's a funny thing. You know, Rex did the thing on uh, Get Up and he wore the Jets shirt and all the stuff. And, mm -hmm. and look, how do you not love Rex? And he's a, and he's a you know, Jets fan and the whole thing. And, you know, we love Rex. Well, let's not forget, Rex had four years here of complete and utter failure um, mm -hmm. after the two really exciting years. And not only just failure, but like deconstructive failure. Like he tore this team apart. And, uh, and then he went to and Buffalo it, and blew up the number one defense. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, and then he beat us in the playoffs. Like you know, we can't. Yeah. I can't forget all that shit. Like I still love Rex, and mm. uh, and I enjoy Rex for the most part. I think he still says some stupid stuff sometimes. Uh, overall, I love Rex, and I thank him for everything. And I really wish it worked because if Rex would have just gotten us to the Super Bowl, maybe not even mm. won it. He would have been entrenched in Jets. I mean, look, dude, right here. You know, you see it. I mean, dude, fans Rex love Rex. Football. I mean, he, he's given us our best seasons as Jet fans that I've ever lived through. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think that's where you know a, a large chunk of our fan base you know views Rex. A lot, you're right. That's all they have. You know what I mean? Like a lot of mm -hmm. you. Like I remember Parcells' years were mm -hmm. 
Uh, I mean, the Rex years were exciting because he was like, you know, the way he talked, like same old Jets back in the AFC Championship game. You know, yeah, well, you got a target mm-hmm. on our back. We got a target on your chest. Like all that kind of shit. And like it was fun while we were winning, mm-hmm. but he couldn't turn that off. And we were like a four-win team and he's still talking. And it became somewhat of a cartoon character of himself. And mm-hmm. and the feet. And I mean, there's a lot there, dude. There's a lot of fucking ingredients in this stew. And I think we we selectively view a lot of it. I, I see the whole thing. So like while I love Rex, the Parcells years were um, equally good, if not better. I mean, that a, that team was something else, mm-hmm. man, with with Vinny and Keyshawn and Wayne and all those guys. And then, mm-hmm. and then the sack exchange years, I mean, they were Freeman McNeil, Wesley Walker, Altoon. A lot of guys don't remember that. And then obviously before me, you got a lot of guys, they harken back to Namath. So we had like these sections of time. But Rex is in there, and you can't take it away, nor do nor should you want to. But uh, yeah, we got to do so. We got to get back to that, man. Having a couple years like that, just a couple years of fun, would be real nice. Thomas Cahill comes in, and says, "A Rod is all in on the offseason program. He wants to win." Yeah, I think the the conversation that went in that went on in California when the Jets flew out there, that was part of it. It was like, hey, look, we want you here. We think you could be a huge part uh, of success of this team. We'd love to have you committed 110%. Um, and I think having, you know, Rodgers with this new uh, atmosphere and him wanting to prove himself, I think the, there's a fear of failure that also plays into that. And I think he's going to be far more dialed in than we saw just last year. Uh, fear of, I'm sorry, who do you, who, who'd you say that though? Fear of failure? I said, I think Rogers has that little bit of a fear All of right. failure going to a new team. The, the expectations are going to be so high that he is going to give us everything he has, the motivation from, uh, you know, the 90% retired. Now you're talking about trading me. Uh, they're probably going to select a wide receiver for Jordan Love. They never did that for him. Like, I think he's going to use all this motivation plus that fear of like, I, I don't want to call it a fear, but maybe the motivation of, not wanting to fail. And I think he's going to give yeah. everything he has to us. I agree. I feel the same way. And again, like like we talked about a little bit earlier, um, you know, this type of motivation, we've seen it a couple times in his career and it's worked. Like this is kind of, yes, he's a little bit, you know, he goes and takes ayahuasca once a year. He goes in dark retreats and he's kind of mellow and he takes his sweet ass time. He doesn't care. And he doesn't he tells Schefter to lose his number and all those things that a lot of fans look at as weird. I don't think he is weird. I think he's just does the, you know, he marches to his own drum and that's all well and good. But the one thing that we know is that he responds to this kind of stuff, at least up to this point in his career, he responds and, and uh, in a, in a vicious way to being like kind of the idea that he's being screwed or being forgotten or whatever. He doesn't like it, man. And we're getting that guy, especially if they use a first-round pick on a wide receiver. I think it's going to be the, like the final nail, the you no, know, the straw that mm-hmm. broke the camel's back. He's going to be like, "All right, dude, we're going to shred the NFL this year." Imagine that was part of the trade. Joe Douglas playing some 4D chess. They're like, "Yo, we're going to swap those first-round picks because we know what you're about to do, and it's going to help us out on the back end." Ooh, there it is. I like that, Ryan. <laughs> we're going to run with right? that one. That's right. I, I'm gonna. Run with, I think that's that's gonna be the story I'm telling myself. It's just like, oh, oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers had a down year this past year. Look what Nathaniel Hackett did in Denver. That was so bad. No, 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 no. 
Aaron Rodgers had a down year without Nathaniel Hackett, and Seattle had a great year without Russell Wilson. This has nothing to do with Nathaniel Hackett whatsoever. That's right. I like your story. I might even make a video about it and pretend it's me that made it, that got that idea. What do you think of that? Eh, you can throw a little wink in there. I'll know it's from me. That's okay. All right, a wink. There it is. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll be like, Ryan said. Ryan did <laughs> this. I do it. <laughs> TJ <laughs> comes in. He says, do you get, uh, do you think the Jets may be trying to clear space this year for D-Hop? Probably a long shot, but I don't think he will cost much pick-wise, so money is really the only barrier. I don't think we're going after DeAndre Hopkins. I really don't. And the reason I say that is because the Packers tried to trade for Corey Davis initially, which means that tells me that Aaron Rodgers on some level wanted Corey Davis to play with him. So even though maybe Rodgers wanted Odell Beckham Jr. a little bit more than Corey Davis, I think Corey Davis being on this team is very much seen as a positive by Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know if the Jets necessarily feel the need to go out and get DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you know... um... Dude, we have a bunch of stuff. Look, we got Lazard for him. I'm with you on the Corey Davis thing. You know, mm -hmm. there's that. But we also have Garrett Wilson. We got Denzel Mims. You got, uh, what's his name, Nicole Hardman uh, running around. Like, we have a lot of young guys. Like, I mean, you know, not to necessarily young. We have a lot of very, very talented guys at the position. Um, we also have tight ends. We also have running backs that are that are excellent. I mean, do they need to do that? And and I don't think so. I mean, you know, you say, well, how much would it cost? I mean, well, they just gave up first-round picks for him a year ago. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I don't know how – I mean, why would they want to get rid of him? They just brought in Jimmy G. They want to have, keep guys for Jimmy G. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's what's happening. D-Hop, not DeAndre uh, – not uh, Devonta Adams. Oh, well, did I say – did I mix that up? Well, you, you see – Well, I'll tell you what. We're not going after Same a difference. <laughs> we're not going after him either. Even though I played around with it earlier and said we are, uh, we were not, in my opinion. Kaz, I screwed it all up. <laughs> that's all right. Kaz drops in. He says, listen, if you're not happy about this, find another team. This is awesome for Jet fans. I have 50 years of losing. Rodgers makes it possible to win big. Kaz, I completely agree. You have seen way more losing than I have, and I've been complaining very, very vocally. So I, I can't imagine the t pain and torment that you've had to go through through your fan head. And I am very excited for all of Jet Nation, Nation because of this trade. Famous Jay hops in and says, Matt Ryan Greenbean, thank you for getting us through this trade saga. Aaron Rodgers came out of the darkness with the Jets hat on, ready to paint Broadway green and white. No trade losers in the deal. Let's go. Yeah, I think when I heard Aaron Rodgers say I was 90% retired going into the darkness and I heard everything that was said about, uh, you know, oh, now they're looking to shot me and trade me. Now I'm going to use that as motivation. Now I'm ready to come back. I we I heard him before he went into the darkness saying that he heard people talking about, uh, you know, stuff without him. And he thought that was interesting, which leads me to believe he knew something was coming down the pipeline anyway. And he's using everything and every little ounce of motivational juice, and I love it. Anything that can piss off Aaron Rodgers more and more is going to make me feel so much better because this dude's got a chip the size of, like, New York City on his shoulder. Yeah, and that's the thing. Again, like, we love it. Like, we want all that shit. You know, the, the idea that he said he was 90% going to retire Heard that the Packer, he comes out, he's all relaxed and good. He's in touch with his spiritual center and all that shit. His, his God chakras and then, you know, all on fire. And he goes, 
the Packers are already moving right. He's like, screw that. I'm coming back and I'm coming to the Jets. Like, that's the guy we're talking about. He's an ultimate competitor. And anything we can stack up, and I'm telling you, guys, I figured it out myself without the help from Ryan. I think Joe D is playing 4D chess and that uh, he traded the – he did the pick swap so the the Packers could take JSN to piss Aaron Rodgers off even more. My own idea, original thought right here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. You forgot to do the wink. I know. I, I was trying to – I was just going to say, ah, Ryan gave it to me. But since you're here, I can play <sighs> All right, all right. I see. I wanted to say something funny. I almost knocked big BYU fan out of here a couple times, and he just qualified for a shirt. So congratulations, butthole. You're in the mix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, BYU fan. It's it's okay. It's okay. I we know. we still love you here. Uh, Jet Engine hops in again. He says resigning Connor McGovern was big. I don't uh, don't want a rookie getting OTJ snapping. To A Rod, getting OTJ. I don't know what what does OTJ stand for. OTJ. I don't want. uh, I don't know. Otis. (laughs) Chad, help us out. I don't know my acronyms. Yeah, getting who? That's not an acronym. That would be an abbreviation, right? Maybe the acronym spells a, is a word like when it's like in mad mothers against drunk driving. Well, that's what I'm hoping. OTJ. Is. I don't think Aj is a word. No, it can't. Be. Oh, so, he meant OTA. So be- <laughs> Rookie OTAs, getting OTAs. I don't want OTAs snapping the A-Rod. Oh, one time jet. Maybe. I don't know. No one has any idea. What he's talking about. It's all right. On the job training. On the job snapping. Rookie getting on the job training. Okay. All right. On the job. I like it. I like oh, it. On the I like job. it. My wife there just checked in. My wife just texted me and said, uh, Office of Tribal Justice. I guess she's watching. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, look, I think resigning McGovern was twofold or threefold even. You get uh, some cohesion across the offensive line. You get a veteran center who has been available. That has been McGovern's best asset, I think, since he's been on the New York Jets. Is he's always healthy and he's always playing. Like how many offensive line mixtures do we have to go through? At least having this guy, you get the baseline center play, you get cohesion on the offensive line. And then you at the very least don't have to reach for a center. You can kind of let the one you want fall to you, or you can maybe groom someone that you like, say in the fourth round. I, I like someone at center or that could play guard that you get in the fourth round that could also back up Lake and Tomlinson in case things start to go sideways that way. There's a whole lot of benefits to bringing back McGovern. I'm a big fan of this move. I agree. I mean, look, I think a lot of us, I mean, there there was a few people that were like, bring McGovern back. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's top 10 center, that whole thing. I think those were fewer and farther between than uh, than a lot would think. I, I think, you know, bringing him back does a couple things. One is it gives Joe Douglas a little bit of flexibility. Again, we know that he's a competent starter, albeit not spectacular. He's played really – he's had stretches where he's been excellent. But overall, we don't like – what what don't we like? We don't like that he kind of – you know, he kind of lacks sometimes in the passing game, but – when the quarterback gets hit, he just he doesn't even seem to care. He's late hits. He doesn't seem to protect his quarterbacks, and and that rubs us. And and we were we're looking for an upgrade. Well, it gives Joe Douglas that flexibility. You know what you're getting. 
he's been on the line for three years. He's been with Robert Sala for two. So this is his third year with Sala. You know, even though it's a new offense, he's played next to Lake and Tomlinson. He's played next to ABT. So, and he's, he's made it through the whole season twice, which is amazing. You know what I mean? So he's kind of the one guy on the line that didn't get hurt. Well, I guess Lakin made it too, but so him and Lakin, mm. uh, the only guys, you know, so, you know, we know that he's going to make it through the season. So there's a lot of positives there and it gives you that floor. Now, if you bring in, let's say hypothetically, we get a Stromberg, right? Hmm. The hope is that he's better than McGovern and yeah, and sooner rather than later. And you can do that, but until there's no rush, you know what hmm. you're getting and uh, you can allow him without pressure uh, like like Jet Engine is saying, you know, playing while you know on the job training or Office mm. of Tribal Justice. We're not sure which one it is, but um, yeah. So yeah, it's I think it's a better scenario. So it 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 gives you the both of those options, and I think it's positive. It's it's resoundingly positive, in my opinion. We got our boy Buffalo Jet fan, who's also going to be hanging out with us on the draft stream. Buffalo, I got to reach out to you and figure out what what day we're getting you on, but we're definitely uh, having him here. Uh, Green Bean. And I haven't collabed yet because we are secretly working on the Aaron Rodgers trade behind the scenes. Now me and Bean can talk ball. Finally. Fine. Right, Buffalo? It's been crazy, man. We've been we talk every day. We just can't let anybody know. It's crazy. It's a crazy situation. We're free now, buddy. We're free. Tom Cahill comes in and says, Cancy, Cancy, Cancy. He's big on Kalijah Cancy. We were talking about that earlier in the draft. I think there's a, an outside chance that the Jets do go defensive tackle in the first round. I think it depends how much value they put on the those that, that like tackle four, five, six, and seven. Are there? Do they think one of them will be there in the second? I don't know if you want to really gamble on that type of move, but I, I could see it happening. Uh, Ryan King comes in and says, "Get D Hop." I ah, I know everyone gets excited about D Hop because he is phenomenal. And in a vacuum, yeah, I would love to swap him out with Corey Davis and, you know, make that happen. But at the same time, there is some level of uh, – I really like that Corey Davis has been in the building. He's got respect with the teammates. He's got he, – he knows the, you know, the coaching staff and everything. I, I like the chemistry that's here with Corey Davis. I don't know if I necessarily feel the need to, to have to change that. Well, listen, man um... – you know, somebody brought it up to me. Uh, I forget who it was, but they said that week one, when we were all standing there watching the Jets, Ravens, and uh, MetLife Stadium, Flacco throws a pass and hits Corey Davis in the chest, and he drops it. And I said, that's why he's a piece of shit. And I don't know where that comes from or why those things come out of my mouth, but it's what it, I have issues with Corey Davis. I do. But we have to remember that it's been a weird, you know, look, quarterbacks and wide receivers, there's a period, there's that rapport that needs to be developed and catching balls from different guys. Like you like to think, just shut up and catch the ball. I hear you. I think that as well. But the truth is, is that every quarterback throws a different ball. Some are hard, some are soft, some, you know, faster. So there's all those timing things. And Corey Davis has played since he's been here with numerous quarterbacks, man. I mean, four. You know, so I mean, I, you know, we got to kind of give him that when he's played, he's done some nice things. I mean, he really has some excite. He's given us some exciting stuff. Now, the injury thing is 
is an issue, but I think what we're looking at, we're not looking at Corey Davis as a number one anymore. I think, honestly, we might be looking at Corey Davis as our number three, maybe even number four if Hartman is, you know, Hardman is the slot. Like, you know, just, a, you know, if he's a, he might be our four. Just like with Quan Alexander, look, Quan Alexander has played 75 to 95% of the snaps when he's been on the field every single year until last year. He has not played a full season since 2016. The Jets had him at 48%. He played 17 games. Maybe if you do something like that with Corey Davis, you have him as a stud number four. He plays 50% of the snaps or whatever it is, and you get to keep him all year. Aaron Rodgers can make that guy into a hero. And I think that's, uh, he, you know, there's no reason. We have Garrett Wilson. We have Hardman. We have Lazard. And um, I think we're good, man. I think it's a good mix. I mean, we, we've we certainly trotted out worse onto the damn football field, man. Harris comes in and says, there are definitely some teams that never really draft a rookie quarterback. They just go and find good veterans. We got our best quarterback since 1969. Yeah, and uh, honestly our best seasons that we've really had outside of the Mark Sanchez years have all been with veteran quarterbacks. You're talking about uh, Fitzpatrick. You're talking about Brett Favre prior to injury. You're talking about Vinny Testaverde. Like those were really our best seasons. You had a, a few years there with Chad getting into the playoffs and whatnot, but by and large, it's been the veteran quarterback that has kind of helped the Jets. And I think part of that is definitely New York City and the expectations with drafting a quarterback really high. Like now you get to a point where we could theoretically, if Rodgers is here for like three years and Zach's not the guy, you could bring in like a second or third round quarterback in that final year of whatever Rodgers is. Let him come in nice and slow. The expectations aren't through the roof. And now all of a sudden you get a guy like Mike White, who was able to earn his stripes, sit behind, you know, kind of get the respect of his teammates. He wasn't handed the job. I think uh, there's, there's something to be said for having a veteran quarterback in this market in particular. Hell yeah, man. I think that's uh, that's an interesting point. I mean, Chad, even when he got in, was mm -hmm. here. I think it was his third year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He was behind Vinny for a minute there. Maybe second, he got in through injury. And you guys remember when Chad got his first start and they did like the pregame introductions and he ran out and he headbutted. Ah, he was banging his head. Everybody's like, whoa, calm the hell down. He was out of control. Like Chad was such a fun guy to watch. And I love Chad Pennington. He was so good, man. Like, if it wasn't for the injuries, I am a believer that Chad would have got us there. Maybe not, mm -hmm. but um, I loved Chad. But, yeah, I think every time that we've had any any real success, you know, getting to the championship game, um, we've had a uh, – well, Richard Todd was different. But other, other than Richard Todd – um, yeah, it's been with a vet quarterback. That's kind of what we do. Well, Sanchez too. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't, I'm fucking losing my own, thought, my own yeah, brain. Well, here. It's weird, right? Like I, I feel yeah, like when I, I think of successful seasons, like <laughs> I guess Sanchez, I don't really consider the first year of Sanchez as like any kind of, it wound up being a successful season, but like not until we got into the playoffs. Like it was sort of a weird season, the beginning part of the year. Uh, and then backed into the playoffs to the point where like Rex said, oh, we're yeah. eliminated from the playoffs. And then we accidentally got in and we're like, oh, yep. oh well, yep. um, <laughs> you know, now we're going to start yeah, winning games. Sat Peyton and Painter yep. came in. And, yeah, right. We backed in for, for sure. 2009. Mumtaz comes in celebrating 35. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, you know, you're right. Uh, Mumtaz comes in. He says, 
do we still target center with 40, uh, pick 43? Some really good players should still be there, like Mozzie Smith, Kalijah Kansi, Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta, Cody Monch, uh, Trent Simpson, Steve Avela, and Jack Campbell. Yeah, I don't want to go center in the second round. I'll be honest. I'd much rather uh, plug in players at positions of need right now and go best player available as opposed to going uh, with a, a position we already have a starter penciled in for. Greenbean, do you kind of fall in that same mindset? Um, no, I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm half and half. Like, I don't feel the need to go before we signed Connor McGovern. It was, there there was a need for me to do Mm -hmm. center, you know, to go center there. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that same need. And I think a Mazzy Smith, dude, Mazzy Smith is so incredibly strong. It's, it's like, I mean, Mm -hmm. what a player. Um, and I love Kalijah Canty's never going to be there. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I also don't think, um, um, uh, Steve Avila, uh, Jack Campbell's not going to be there. Uh, he might be there I in could, the second, but that's yeah. 10 picks into the second round uh, or, mm-hmm. or 11 picks into the second round. Well, no, 10, 10. Um, so I just, some of those guys aren't going to be there. Darnell Washington, I don't see us going tight end that early. Um, uh, Cody Motch, uh, dude, I would, I mean, if we're not going center, we're not going guard. That's my, that's my thought on there. Um, but uh, maybe. I would love to come away with Cody Motch, dude. I'm telling you, I would party like it's 1999, dude. I really would. He's a secret love of mine. Um, but uh, I think there's it's a great point, though, Mumtaz, that maybe we go center if he's the best player. If not, the good news is we don't have to feel like we need to, and we can grab that defensive tackle, that that safety, that linebacker, somebody like that, maybe even wide receiver, maybe somebody slides through that they had as a top 15 pick. Uh, maybe they do that. Maybe Joe Douglas continues his streak of second-round wide receivers. And, you know, I don't know. Who knows, you know? But um, I think there's it opens up options, so I don't know. We still could, but I think – there's definitely a possibility that we go another another direction. So Tom drops in. He's saying, is there a running back in the middle rounds who could fit? Greenbean, are you dialed in at all to, to running back? Is there a guy that you like? I'll be honest. I There's no running back that I'm remotely looking at in this draft. I could oh. understand if someone wanted to go later with one. but Yeah, I got to be honest, man. Like I, I've chosen not to look at running backs all that deep. Early on, I did. I, I was looking at some guys. There's a... Um, yeah, I'm not. I'd, I'd I'd have to look at my stuff and and touch my brain, you know, touch up real quick. I mm. mean, obviously, everybody Bijan Robinson. If you had Bijan and and um and uh and uh, Breeze, and, yeah, I hear you, man. But uh, you know, I don't know. I think I think we're fine. And there are needs. I mean, we have actual holes. We we have places that we could fill. Um and and I think running back right now is a luxury. Don't forget, we thought running back was a luxury last year. Don't forget, man. People thought it was nuts to want Brees Hall in the second. We have Michael Carter and all and all that jazz. And look at us now. So now we have both of them. We have Bam Knight. Uh, we you know we so we re-signed Ty Johnson. Yeah, everybody knows my how much I love him. How much I've been a firm supporter of Ty Johnson for the last three years or four years, or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I don't love the idea of a running back. Like like you said, if in the fifth we grab one, okay, you know if he's the best player on your board, fine. But I would I think I would brace myself for a tight end before you see a running back. I'm fairly certain we're going to take a, a a tight end in this class. And I did the same thing with tight ends. I like 
purposely didn't dig like I always do and I didn't talk about it. And I think the Jets are going to grab one, guys. I really do. I think we're going to trade one uh, maybe during the draft, maybe right after, but I think we're going to grab a tight end. That's what I think. Red John says, Synthony Freeland is fire. Yes, the NFL, is the NFL Network or whatever her, uh, she's the analytics girl, woman. Uh, Trenton Simpson, Clemson linebacker. Um, I don't know if I feel like going linebacker that high. I think there's a good opportunity for Quan Alexander to come back and for the Jets to possibly look at Sherwood. I don't particularly want linebacker early. How do you feel, Greenbean? Um, I, I feel the same way. I mean, I think Sherwood's ready to go. I mean, he's been grooming here. He's a special teams ace. And when he comes on the field, he makes every tackle, man. I mean, he's ready to go. Like, that's what you want to see. Like, you want to draft a guy in the fourth to sixth round, groom him, watch him on specials, let him be really good when he comes in in spot duty, makes his presence felt, and then you want him to assume the role as a starter. That's what you want to do. You want That's the pipeline. That's development. I think Sherwood is ready. That wouldn't preclude me from, you know, you know, uh, from taking a, a linebacker. But like you said, using a premium pick on a linebacker, he'd have to be leaps and bounds the best player on the board. Uh, because don't forget, I think C.J. Mosley, if you can get like just as an example, a Jack Campbell, mm-hmm. um, you know, C.J. Mosley plays one more year, then you can very comfortably allow him to walk. And then you got mm-hmm. his heir apparent for the next however many years. So you could, but I think uh, more than likely we'll see a linebacker later. Yeah, I'd, I particularly don't want to go linebacker, at least like someone to replace Mosley right now, because I would like to see Mosley restructure and stay on the team for at least the stretch of time that's Rodgers is here, unless Mosley like completely falls off a cliff or something like that. Um, but yeah, I agree. No, no premium picks at, at uh, linebacker. Euphoria says, we've come a long way from speculating Cousins being a Jet, LMAO. Uh, what a journey. Now time to get this Super Bowl. Dude, my first video was Kirk Cousins is coming to the New York Jets, and I feel so much better that we can now sit here today and say Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. That was your first video, huh? That was my first video. First thing I, I made. Love it. Super awkward and cringy. You can go back and look at it. But, oh, um, we got to see it. We got to see uh, it. You should play it right now. Uh, I'm not going to do it right now. We got, we still got to burn through a bunch of super chat. So guys, thank you for patiently waiting. <laughs> We're slowly working our way through this. I know, they're, yeah, still maybe saying, they're still saying, Hey Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I, we're going through there. We're like, wait a second. Matt left an hour ago. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, we got maybe, maybe during day three of the draft, if we get some dead time after our final there pick, we'll, we'll throw throw up the original video and just see like how weird and awkward I was for that first one. That is so good. It's a good plan. I like that idea. That's good. Matt drops in says, just bet someone $100 the Jets make at least the divisional round this year. There you go, Matt. I threw 100 bucks on the Jets winning the Super Bowl. I'm feeling pretty confident about it. I'm beating my chest at work right now. I'm going to talk all my shit I can talk right now because, you know, if things change in season, then I have to change my tune a little bit. But, man, I'm I'm super confident right now. Greenbean, you confident? I am confident. I, I wish I, – I have to be honest. These are – there at times like these, I wish I, I wish I could gamble. You know what I mean? Like, I don't ever think about it. Like, I haven't gambled. I think it's, it's coming around 18, 17, 18 years. I think it's about 18 years I haven't gambled. Um, mm-hmm. Other than, like, buying a random lottery ticket here and there. But I want so badly to throw 10 grand 
hand on the Jets. And that's and that's the problem. That's what I that's what I do. I, I can't I can't just take a hundred and go, ah, if I win, I win. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so I'm all fucked up. But uh these are times like these. I wish I could have thrown a hundred dollars on the Jets when what what were your odds? What'd you get? Were you back in the twenty five hundred? Yeah, I got it plus 2,500. It was before the Jets yeah. were going to fly out and see Rodgers. This was probably a week or – I don't know if it was two weeks before, but I was like, we're. I think we're going to get them. I, I think the – did they fly out after Carr signed? How did that – I don't remember. I, I'm, my timelines are all jacked up where when Carr wound up signing. But either way, I got it. Yeah. Plus 2,500 is what I got it at, and I'm feeling pretty confident. Yeah, fantastic. See, that's the thing. I wish I could. I mean, I, you know, and then it's like I got to be careful because I want to say to my wife, like, "Hey, go ahead and put a hundred But I'm still gambling. It's still me. Yeah, you know, it by counts. Proxy. If it's, it's over it the pants, does it still count? Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, it. It still well, counts. <laughs> it's such a funny thing, man. Did I tell you about the uh, when when my wife found a scratch off in like my car? She's like, "Hey, no. there's a scratch off ticket in the car." You gambling? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. What do you mean? There's a, she's like, there's a screen. Kyle, are you gambling? That's why my wife calls me. She doesn't call me Green Bean, if you can believe it. Uh, but she <laughs> says, uh, yeah, and I'm like, no. And all I could think of, Ryan, was like, well, stop. Are, are you going to scratch it or what? Are you going to scratch this? <laughs> so someone's got to scratch it. I don't know who bought it, but like, let me know yeah. if we won. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is it scratched? She's like, it's not a scratch. I'm like, you need to scratch that. She's like, I'm going to throw it away. I'm like, you scratch that. That's God. <laughs> God gave us that thing because I didn't buy it. It was a $2 winner, and I wanted her to go back to the store and get another one. And she's like, I'm throwing, I can't do this. I'm like, please. I'm sick, dude. Jesse P drops in. He says, How good will the defense look being on the field less? They're going to look a whole lot better. Not to mention playing with the lead. This defense is built to play with the lead. You got your edge rushers ready to attack the other team's quarterback, and you got your ball hawks behind you with Reed and Sauce and the boys in the secondary. This team was built to play with the lead. When you have, you know, guys running the ball on us all the time. That neutralizes your pass rushers. It takes away your ability to intercept the ball. And we saw that at the beginning of the season. Even though we were playing bad quarterbacks, you saw the effect that the defense could have with a lead. In the back half of the season, clearly we had a, a little bit of tougher schedule, but we couldn't get a lead. And now all of a sudden, you weren't seeing those turnovers. You weren't seeing the interceptions like we saw at the beginning part of the season. So yeah, I uh, am very, very much... Uh, happy with where we're headed here. Nosekill says, thought it would have been best for both teams to trade during the first or second round, depending on what's available at 13, 15, 42. Gonna be so much whining about losing whoever goes at 13 or 14. I'll have to close my ears uh, and I don't know if that's cry laugh. or laugh. Either laugh. way. But look at the uh, symbol he used, Ryan. I, I saw that. I was gonna bring it up. I We haven't shown. Should. I, should I show it? I think you should. I think that I think it's a good time to do it. Let me see if I could. I can right. figure it out. It's, on, uh, it's, it's kismet. It's on my desktop. Hold on. Let me see if I could find a good one. I think it's in my downloads folder. Uno momento. So what Ryan's talking about? So uh, nose skills. You you inadvertently and organically landed on something that we were intending to show you guys tonight. Which is Ooh. the new Talking Jets T-shirt where we put a lot of work in. Ryan's been working really hard on it, man. It's been uh, what a few weeks. This is month. yeah. It's got to be close to a month now. At this point, we're going back and forth with the artwork, trying to get everything just right. 
and uh, someone's going to win this shirt tonight. But uh, here, I got it right here. This uh, is the, 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 the front. first ever, right? This is the first ever shirt. This is the first one that Talking Jets is actually doing. So here's here's what it's going to look like. Let me see if I uh, – did I pull that up? Bam. So these are the uh, – oh, okay. It's not the final one, but it's – yeah, close enough. We got our see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys. Bam. That's right. And then on the, the back – Yeah, that's the front. Can and you then, tell who's who, everybody? Yeah, I don't know who's who. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's see if I could get this one to, I think it's this one right here. Uh, and then on the back of the shirt, bam, you got our, uh, our numbers that we like our names on the back. So that's going to be, uh, coming up in the not so distant future. All the t-shirts we're going to be giving away. You guys will see, uh, some really cool designs coming up and we are, Looking forward to having some fun with it. Isn't that ah. awesome, guys? Look at that stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. Second to none. We got we, we're just a couple of monkeys hanging out, you know, with our bananas. Oh, that sounds weird. That's right. <laughs> our bananas. You're nothing wrong with Where, it. Man. Where's my little banana? Here, my little banana. Here, there he goes. Look at him go across there the screen. Is. Mr. Peels. Glad oh, to see you. Mr. Peels. There he is. Oh, Gotham Green. Comes in, says, Green Bean said, Joe Douglas is looking to move back. What do we think the cost is, Green Bean? That was your inside source that was telling you that. Uh, well, they didn't tell me the cost because we don't have the trade yet, right? Like, that's the stuff. Mm -hmm. that's not going to leak out of Joe Douglas's house. But what I can say, I can speculate for you if you'd like. Depends on how far we're going back. I think if Joe Douglas goes back into the 20s, he can get uh, – um, you can get a second. I mean, it's a look, especially if like a quarterback slips or one of these premium guys slips to 15, uh, he can get a second this year and next year. I think why not? So point wise, a second round pick is roughly in the four hundreds or so, uh, pick 15. We're sitting at roughly a thousand points. It's a thousand fifty. So you're looking about having to move down, Probably to the mid twenties, and maybe picking up some additional picks because you got to get a premium when uh, when someone's coming up in the draft pick. We were talking about that last night, uh, so we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I think it depends on what player is on the board for sure. The U comes in and says, "What are your thoughts about the XFL refereeing procedures? I love the rules and the transparency. What rule from the XFL would you bring to the NFL this year?" So I actually have not been watching the XFL, so I cannot yeah, talk intelligently on it. Yeah, I uh, there were some really cool rules that were added to the XFL, I think, during the COVID year. That Was was that the year that they had the XFL and it wound up getting canceled because of everything? Like, they, they had to do, like, no fans and stuff. Um, I don't know what their new rules are or if anything has really changed, but I know they had some really interesting stuff as far as uh, – I think it was onside kicks, the point after, where it was like three different potential points. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the refereeing. So if anyone in the chat can can give us a little insight into how the refereeing works there, I would be very interested in seeing how that goes. I do like transparency when it comes to that sort of stuff because there's so much like, oh, the Patriots always get all these calls and, you know, all that good jazz. So I, I'd love to see what happens so what they actually have like a, an accountability system for the refs 
I guess that's what it sort of seemed like. I, I don't I don't know actually how that goes. Uh, it looks like 35 second play clock is what some people are saying. Three timeouts per half. That's what we got already. Um, every play is reviewed live. I do like that. Uh, three overtime tries. That's pretty cool. You can challenge any play. I do think it's weird that you can't challenge like, okay, that, that was clearly like an oops. Like we all know it. Uh, like, like the, the roughing, the, uh, that roughing call in the, in the NFC championship game that cost the, the saints, the Super Bowl bid that year. Like that should have been able to be reviewed. Like, I'm sorry if it's like a blatant, like, okay, they, they screwed it up. Like, like, let's go to a vote across all referees, across all, like all the NFL. And those are the guys that make the cumulative decision on everything. So that way it's not just one guy throwing a flag. I think that, that would be interesting to see. Yeah. I think that would be, I know why pick which plays can be, oh, that can't be reviewed. Why not? Well, because we want the ref just to be able to make a decision and not be challenged. Those roughing the passer things, I mean, I mean, obviously the NFL is putting forth an effort to call those. I mean, clearly, mm-hmm. except against the Jets being the only team who didn't draw one roughing the passer penalty, mm-hmm. even though our quarterbacks were getting destroyed all year. Um, I think that's a little bit weird. I mean, look, we lost the Patriots game because of mm-hmm. it, in my opinion. It was when every now it shouldn't have. We still had the rest of the second half, and it shouldn't have, mm. but it did. That was the nail in the coffin. We were they were done, and mm. uh, they just decided take it back, take away our pick six, and mm. uh, I don't think that should be allowed. That we should be able to look at that and go, dude, he touched him, mm-hmm. put his hand on his shoulder. You know what I mean? Like that's not roughing the passer. Well, they don't want to do that, so I think it's bullshit too. I'd love to see some of that stuff adopted. Mr. Downtown comes in. Should should we buy number eight jersey with new ones rumored in 2024? Ooh, I didn't know we had new jerseys possibly rumored. I knew you had to wait five years to make the change. I would like to see us alter the jerseys a little bit. They don't necessarily have to go crazy redesign, but I would like to see it switched up a little bit. I think the I'm not a huge fan of the font of the numbers or of the uh, I don't really like the arrows kind of coming across. I guess. What are they supposed to be? Wings? Maybe. I, I don't yeah, know. I think they're supposed to be wings, everybody. Are you mm. happy about our wings? I hate yeah. those things. I like stripes. Football is stripes. I'm, I'm a nothing. big stripe. I this is this is my favorite jersey that I've I mean it was the one that I've grown up with for 20 years or whatever. Totally. I mean, I remember well, my favorite good. logo is still the uh the one that's in my whatever my channel, the uh like 80s, 90s kind of swoosh logo. Love that one. Yeah, I like that, but I associate a lot of bad football. Like um, a lot of people forget <laughs> all that. Like they, for, I mean, they're, when we changed it, it was a very welcome change. And uh, mm. I'm, I'm with it too. I like the logo itself. I don't like mm-hmm. the Matt Kelly green that we had at the time. Um, yeah. But the one you're wearing, that to me, that's the, that's the stuff. The white helmets, whenever you look at great Jets football outside of the sack exchange, it's those uniforms some mm. variation of it and that's what i think we should go back to we should just stick we should just be that stick with mm. it no reason to upgrade white helmets quarterback sees it better do the whole thing mm. and uh that, but but take the white helmet and put that 80s 90s logo mm-hmm. on it, it badassery i would love, love it that. 
Izus comes in and says, with Aaron wanting more around him with the new deal, do we go after a wide receiver like Landry, maybe trade a future fourth for D-Hop? But Cobb seems to be following soon. I'd rather get more on D like Puna, Ford, or Amos. Yeah, I do think it would be interesting to see what, how does it, I, I, I don't know. I have a very hard time seeing that this new contract could be more favorable than $15 million against the salary cap this year. Like, I, I don't know how much room the Jets are realistically going to be able to create this year. Um, and maybe even, maybe there's a little bit next year and you're pushing salary cap into future years and you're going to work out a bunch of void years and whatnot. If that's the case, look, go all in. I don't mind sacrificing, you know, 2025 or 2026, whatever it is with a bunch of dead cap. If it means we're going all out right now for a Super Bowl while you have Aaron Rodgers, I think you put all the chips in the middle of the table. I just don't know if you necessarily have to spend on a receiver. I do like bringing in Cobb. And then I do agree with bringing in someone for the secondary. I like Amos a lot. Someone, uh, I want to see Quan be brought back. What do you think? You think we want to add some more weapons? Um, well, I, I think uh, the I, I mean that came out today about Quan. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like McGovern and Quan, like they were excited to go out there and get a big payday, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So if it's all all things are equal, you go back to you know where you've been. I mean, if you can, mm-hmm. um, so that would be interesting. As far as like bringing in Cobb, and I mean. That would that would be fine. You know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. have Cobby around for for Rogers. Um, I I don't know. I think um, a guy like Puna Ford. Uh, I like Puna Ford. Um, I think he's you know he's developmental in in many ways. Um, but I mean I think you know that's the thing with like look when we have fourth, fifth, sixth round picks stuff like that. Like you, you, you have to remember like most of the time, those guys are going to take a minute and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like you can't hit on everybody right away. You got to give those guys two years, three years sometimes, and they make a minimal impact. Uh, I think the good news is our general manager, like I said earlier, has shown at least a, you know, he's placed a value on those. Like those are just mm-hmm. as valuable as, as the upper picks. Like he knows there's play. There are players to be found there. There are guys, there's talent to be had there. Mm-hmm. They might have a little bit of rough around the edges. They might need something to work on, which is why you don't use a first or second or whatever, but you can mm-hmm. still find amazing players in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. And um, I think Puna Ford is going to be maybe down there, but um, wide receivers. I don't, I think, I think we're going to bring one more in for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I think we have a spot, you know, so bring them in, but I don't know how many more resources we're really going to use on it you know, big money or, or high draft picks or anything. I maybe, but I'd be surprised. Mutt Viles drops in, says sexy Rexy getting real flexy with the jets bomber in the ring. I love it. Let's enjoy this season. Cause we'll be in the playoffs. Can't wait for draft party stream on Thursday. Love you guys. Mutt Viles. We love you too, dude. I can't wait for the draft stream. If for you guys in the chat that have not joined us on the draft day stream, it is an absolute blast for all, what is it, 18 hours I think we stream over the course of those three days or 20 hours. It's absolutely bonkers. And we have so many like guests coming on too. Got some great giveaways. Ooh, Green Bean, I got that putter we're going to be giving away too. I got a jet green spider putter with J-E-T-S etched on the inside of it. That's amazing. It's sitting in my car right now. I got to bring it upstairs. I should have brought it up for tonight. It could have shown it. Yeah, you should have, but it's okay. But, um... We should, we might be giving away some, I was talking to Manscaped today. They might want to give mm. some stuff away too. So we mm. might have all kinds of fun stuff. We're giving away jerseys too, right? Didn't you say that? Yep. 
Yeah, we're giving away at least one jersey a day for each one of the uh, the days that we're there. And then uh, we're going to do some t-shirt giveaways too. Get some of those uh, those monkey shirts we got. That's right. Monkey shirts, jerseys, putters, and good old-fashioned good times. That's what we do. That's what we're good at. Love. Good times. Love it. Uh, Jet Engine drops in again. He says, Rogers had uh, has had a chip since his draft uh, since his draft media was trash, Rodgers has had a chip. Oh, since he was, yeah, since he was passed over at one, I think that's what he's saying, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Love but it. it like simmers down, and then he gets yeah. re, you know, refired up. You know, it's like he gets pissed off, and he does great things. Dude, if we get a league MVP for like what we gave up, and we get a Super Bowl with this defense, ah, I don't care. I don't care. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna be living on that cloud oh, nine the rest of my life. <laughs> Totally, man. Well, he's going to be fighting with Sauce. Sauce wants one. Remember, I he said, it. "I want." Lee. I guess I got to win league MVP. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. all right, man, go for it, kid. Go do it. But yeah, Sam drops in. He says, "Best thing to do is draft a wide receiver. Flowers or Hyatt. JD can draft another right tackle down the draft." There's a there's a large part of me that really feels like Joe Douglas should be able to hit on an offensive lineman outside of the first round, and but at the same time, I still feel so like concerned and I feel like it's such an important need that I don't want to risk the lower percentage chance of hitting on a guy in a later round. I'd much rather take the guy at the top part of the draft. Um, is there any part of you that would want to take a receiver over maybe a right tackle earlier in the draft? No, I don't want one. If we do, I'm not going to be broken up about it. You know, I got to see. Again, I think it's important. I learned this last year. It's important to wait and see what he's got going on, right? We didn't know Joe Douglas was calling every single team in the NFL. Uh, we were while we were while while I was pissing and moaning, right? So, um, you know, I, I I think there is patience and see what the whole thing looks like. But I don't want to see a receiver that high i think i think we're studly and we have holes again we have real concerns and i would i'd rather see us go that way michael drops in says hard knocks no or who cares let's enjoy the show yeah i'm gonna eat my popcorn i'm gonna watch us on hard knocks because there's no way the jets are not getting hard knocks we're gonna get an inside look into all these star players and our franchise and everything like that and you're gonna get a little bit of a different spin than you get with the one jets drive stuff the one jets drive stuff is absolutely fantastic and it has held my uh it's kept my palate wet since the hard knocks days but man hbo has an entire another level of production and there's not so much of a bias that we kind of see in the one Jets drive stuff, which I look, I appreciate it being a Jets fan, but I think the more objective look with the hard knocks and all the extra spice that comes with it, that's exciting. Yeah, I don't want it. I, I know a lot of fans every, don't. <laughs> every word you said, don't get me wrong, it would be must watch. I would consume mm. it like it was a big bowl of spaghetti. I would. <laughs> I would be inhaling it. At the same time, it's a distraction, man. But mm. we had one of our best years with uh, Hard Knocks. Maybe it's good luck. I don't know. If it's on, I'll watch it. But I'm kind of hoping that we don't get it. But they're definitely going to get it. I mean, too much going be. on over here. It's got what? It's, it's the I Bears, agree. the Commanders, the Jets. Who is the other team? There's a fourth team thrown in there too, right? Let's do the Commanders. Everybody loves them. 
Oh, yeah, like the Bears are the only other team that like might sort of be like interesting, but Rodgers being here, spotlight. We got the playoff drought, like everything that's gone. Offensive, defensive, rookie of the year. You got the two guys going into the Hall of Fame. There's no way it's not going to be the Jets. Ron drops in. He says, can we go to the press conference? Let's go. Yeah, I wish I could be there. We got the two o'clock press conference tomorrow. I got work, so I can't even watch it live. So I'm a little irritated by that. Whatever. I'm looking forward to this whole introductory press conference. My daughter went on a camping trip. I dropped her off today. She's gone till Friday. I have Mm. no obligations. Like tomorrow's the first day in years. It feels like anyway, that's mine. I'm going to suck up more jet shit. I'm going to do, I'm going to just hang. I'm going to be doing live streams. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be sucking it up, man. I'm telling you, it's like, I can't wait till tomorrow. Two o'clock press conference. I'm there. Oh, oh, I love it. I'll be tuning in from work. I'll have it on my, have, have it on my desk. Josh Hobson, he says, without even taking a snap, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback in Jets history. Way better than overrated Namath and his mediocre oh. career. Can't wait. Great show, Jets. I, I, I have this discussion with my Giants fan friend, Dan, uh, from time to time. And it's, it's because Namath and his stats, when looked back on right now, are, are really not fantastic you know cumulatively like we had the 4,000 yard season and that one 4,000 yard season in a 14 game season is very impressive but at the same time like I don't know I I understand it I think Rodgers is definitely going to break all our single season records but look Namath did something that you know other quarterbacks just couldn't do. If if the Jets didn't win that Super Bowl, the NFL wasn't going to happen. They weren't going to combine the AFL and NFL. So, you know, it's Namath is more than just his stats, I think, and what he meant to the game. That's right. I mean, look, Josh, with all due respect, like, right, Namath, he's got his problems. But don't forget, he had a 4,000-yard season in 14 games he was so big of a character, so important to the NFL as a whole that he's the only quarterback that made it into the Hall of Fame with more interceptions than touchdowns. His teams were shit. He had terrible knees. He played through him. He was a warrior. But he quite literally was a part. Of, he was the largest figure in a team on a team that saved the NFL, dude. Saved it. The AFL was a crumbling franchise. By the way, our owner, Sonny Werblin, was the guy who arranged the TV deal with the AFL that was losing. We're hemorrhaging money. He still put together a TV deal that saved the AFL, which made it able for the merger to happen. The entire AFC wouldn't exist without without our owner and Joe Namath. So you can't forget that. Hold on. He's so relevant, Josh, that when you go to the Hall of Fame, they have a premier attraction. They have all the busts and all the stuff, and you can see all the shit. And then there's a big flagship attraction called the NFL Locker Room. And you go in there, and you sit down, and you watch, and you wait, and then the lights go down. And who walks out on the stage but hologram Joe Mother Effin Namath? Because still to this day, he hasn't played a snap of football since 1977. He hasn't won a damn thing since 1969. And he's still the guy that they trot out in front of the entire NFL fandom. 
because he's the biggest star in the NFL. He's the legend of legends. And that's what we got to forget. So take that blast from me out of your damn mouth, Josh. You can't talk like that around here. There you go. That's what I got for you, Josh. You know what I got to say, Green Bean? I want to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Ryan. That was perfect, man. Oh, Ryan King drops in. He says, we need to tie up Connor McGovern's marbles like they do bulls before bull riding so McGovern protects our quarterback. Dude, that was the one thing about McGovern that like really got me fired up was like, dude, someone puts hands on your quarterback. I don't care about the flag. Start throwing fists. Start throwing. That's shoving right. guys like get in someone's face no one touches your quarterback that i agree 100 percent, man like whenever we're looking at like offensive linemen free agents and shit i always mm -hmm. look at their penalties right like how many penalties so good oh he gets too many penalties and you look at what kind of penalties is it mm -hmm. offsides is he an idiot can he not mm -hmm. or is it like roughing penalty i like offensive linemen when they get those kinds of flags because it's mm -hmm. usually letting the defensive linemen know we're not playing mm -hmm. that shit today. And it's usually protecting the quarterback, something like that. Those are the guys you want. And that's a rub with McGovern. It really is, man. I mean, especially, and if he starts doing it for Rodgers, I guess it's a positive. But why didn't you do it for Zachy Poo? Why didn't you do it for mm -hmm. Mike White? You know what I mean? It's bullshit. He's yeah. like, I'm just not that kind of guy, man. I just don't like to fight. <laughs> no, we, need, we need somebody who's an animal. That's what you want up front. E-Boogie. He drops in. He says, what rules? Would you guys want to remove or rewrite? So I hate the uh, onside kick rule. I don't like oh. the way you have to line up now. I don't like the percentage chance that is so astronomically small. At this point, I would like to see like a fourth and 15 be the onside kick. And if you convert the fourth and 15, then you just continue with a first down and you continue to march down the field. I would like to get rid of the onside kick. I would be so much... I would go so far as to say I'm fine with getting rid of kickoffs as well. It's it's more of a symbolic thing than anything else. You, you kick it through the uprights and you trot back out onto the 25. Just put the ball in the 20 or the 25-yard line. Let's start the game from right there. If you want to do one of those onside kicks, make it a fourth and 15, and then you figure it out from there. But uh, I'm, I've lost a lot of love for my favorite play in the game because of how they've kind of neutered the uh, – the, the kickoffs and whatnot. Is there a rule you'd like to see change, Green Bean? Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I've complained about it probably too many times, quite frankly. I, I hate what they've mm -hmm. done in the kickoff. It's an exciting aspect of the game that we love. And like neutered, what a great word to use for it. Um, I mean, really, I mean that sincerely. It's like they've kind of just taken the balls Right, I throw them in the garbage. You know, it's just it's uh, it's a sad thing. I'd love to see them reinstate that. The XFL had that was one thing. I was trying to think about it before. The XFL mm -hmm. had a good solution to that, if I remember correctly. I, I'd like to see them maybe change that because it's important, man. It's it's like mm -hmm. you can't just kind of have this humdrum back and forth. And like you said, it's kind of symbolic. It's pretty much a touchback. And it's like, mm -hmm. and then they moved it to, to the twenty five. Like I don't know what's mm -hmm. going on. You know what I mean? Like, can we just stop already? I'd like to see a lot of the things that we changed undone. That's what I'd go for, E-Boogie. Let's go back. Back to the hard-hitting days. That's what I want to yeah, say. Yeah, maybe you see. I mean, if they want to do like a kickoff to start each half, and then after that it's, you know, different, so that way you still get that initial kickoff in the Super Bowl with all the flashes going and all the like, like that's always a cool photo to see. Right. 
Yeah. NY Jets. Ah, sorry. Sorry. NY Jets fan forever says, go get Devontae Adams. I have no idea how that could possibly work. Uh, and still leave the Jets with salary cap space. The, the the Raiders gave up so much and gave him such a big contract, and they just got Jimmy G. But like I can't see them just completely clipping their wings of of talent, especially after losing Darren Waller. Yeah, I I agree, and I think you. I mean, look, uh, he already you know McDaniel's already botched the entire uh, Derek Carr thing. Make no mistake, mm-hmm. even if you didn't want him, and even if it's okay to move on from him. Dude, they could have gotten a pick for him, at least. Mm-hmm. They got nothing. Like, you want to talk about a bad move. You can say what you want about Joe Douglas or the Packers or whatever. Dude, Josh McDaniels had a franchise quarterback. He had a consistently 4,000-yard passer, uh, mm-hmm. plays every game, the, you know, the whole thing, and he got nothing for him. That is complete mismanagement. They're not doing the same thing with Devontae Adams. They're, they're, they're going to keep him, and they're going to make sure that – dude, they're going to do everything they can to make Josh McDaniel's choice to go back to one of his own quarterbacks, Jimmy G. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to make his decision right the best they can. They're, he's not going anywhere, in my opinion. Mr. Downtown says, Green Bean should get Athletic Greens as the draft sponsor. I don't I know should what Athletic Greens are. Oh, you don't? No, what is that? They're really good. They taste like fruity pebbles, by the way. But it's like a really Ooh. potent high. Uh, it's like a. It's very, very um, highly concentrated nutrition. Um, you just pour it in a water bottle and blast it back. It's green. It, it does. It tastes like fruity mm-hmm. pebbles. It's the weirdest thing. Um, no but way. yeah, it's like it's Joe Rogan uh, supports. You know, he's a big fan. But the thing is, mm-hmm. with like those big brands like that, they don't want to talk to me. I believe me, I tried. They're like, who? Get the fuck out of here. Who's this guy? Liquid IV. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you what, we'll get once we get this talking jets channel up and running, yeah, we'll get we'll get right. all those all those big fish, maybe. That's right. They'll they'll come a knocking. I got I got like, hey, do you wanna you we have these workout straps? You wanna promote these workout straps? I'm like, dude, I'm I got breasts. I'm not gonna fucking promote your workout straps. What are you talking about? Do you get the, no, the spam emails from like, they're like, oh, hey, do you want to, uh, we want to pitch our developmental app or game on your channel. I was like, that uh-huh. has nothing to do with my channel. You, this is purely right. scamming and phishing and we me just love, trying. Like, yeah. yeah, We love your work. Your channel's perfect for our accounting yeah. software. I'm like, oh. At that insert your perfect. username right here. And uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get all these things, you know, like, hey, we'll send you a free $10,000 drone. I'm like, yep, <laughs> goodbye. It's like, nope. yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's real. A lot of times you'll see yeah. like the, it almost looks like it was copy and pasted and the, like the formatting. I mean, sure, it probably was. It's probably some bot or whatever. Silly stuff. Silly stuff. Yeah. But yeah, and all those, you know, I saw a whole thing. A lot of those are viruses. Like they're trying to get us. You know, oh, don't I'm even sure. click. It. If you see it, man, it's just don't even click on it. You know. Yep. They're hoping they're going to get the guys that think, oh, this is this is great. I have to do it. This is my shot. And then you click on, it, and then all of a sudden your bank account's drained. And oh, we just That's need right. your social security number and mother's maiden That's name right. and your your first pet's name, where you went to high school. <laughs> all That's this, right. All the security questions. It's exactly right crazy joe man. m I'm not, yeah. dangerous joe m he hops in he says sauce would have to break the single season interception record to be the league mvp he still might need a couple of sacks as well 
Yeah, it's, I think it's really tough to get Defensive Player of the Year. If Revis didn't get yeah. it the year like that he had, I have a very hard time. I mean, again, it still went to a uh, – well, that, that was Defensive Player of the Year. It wasn't even an MVP, yeah, right? It went. To, well, that was – dude, they gave it to him out of respect for his whole career. That was, that was yeah. bullshit. They gave it to Charles Woodson, who's a great player. But yeah. like Rex said, Rex said he came out, remember that? And, and he said – I'm going to give you a number, the number seven. He said, no, I'm not talking about the number of touchdowns we gave up through the air all year. We're talking about the number of touchdowns the Green Bay defense gave up last week. And that's the guy that won defensive play. He was pissed, man. Mm -hmm. Revis should have won it. That's why it's bullshit how they work. You know, it's like the say it's like mm -hmm. a favoritism thing, you know? Oh, 100%. But it's going to be hard for Sauce. Point taken, Joe. I completely agree. And we've got we went the 20 minutes over. This was fun though. Thoroughly enjoyed yeah. this. Keep went going, quick. Man. We gotta we, <laughs> we gotta pick. You know what? Uh here. You do you have your list of guys? I do. There? I have it's like there's a lot tonight, man. Let me see. All right. I'm gonna try and you, you look up how many we have there. I'm gonna go over to the Talking Jets draft uh trailer. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab seven names or no we'll grab eight we'll grab eight for rogers rogers let's see you know what's funny i'm looking through all this and meanwhile i'm pretty sure nightbot has spit out the link and i could just click on it in the chat yep that's all i needed to do it's funny because be, since we're not posting over there yet it doesn't really pop up in like when i search <laughs> it only pulls up like our our current streams and stuff yeah totally so kind of Kind of throws things for a, a little loop when I'm trying to search for stuff. Uh, all right. I'm going to scroll. All right. You got a uh, ready to write down some names? All right. I got 55. Wait, I got one more here. So Slago, you're already, yep, you're already in there. I got to get, so I'm going to have 56 in here. Ooh, ooh, very cool. Yeah. We, all right. I'm going to give you, uh, are you, are you ready to write down or no? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to write down. All right, we got Rob Broadhead. Oh, yeah, Rob Broadhead. We're going to go Lawrence Rubin. Oh, yeah, Lawrence Rubin. We're going to go Sports 001. Yeah, Sports 001. Oh, you recognize that name, don't you? Yeah. We're going to go... I, I love this name. Balls Be Hurtin'. That's right. He's good. Hey, Balls Such Be Such a hurtin'. great name. Uh, let's see. Let me give you one, one, one quick swipe. Do a little slide down. Uh, we'll go Alfonso Stackhouse. Ooh, very strong name, Alfonso. Well done. Right? Stackhouse. All right. All right. Throw some uh, random numbers in between uh, whatever your whatever your count was for the normal guys, and let's let's add the guys that were that we just added, so that way they're not like fifty-seven, fifty-eight, fifty-nine, sixty. Let's sprinkle them somewhere in between. Yeah, I, I, I do that, actually. Oh, you're good. Yeah, I, like I throw you. them. Yeah, I do that. 
Um, cause yeah, it's, well, I mean, it doesn't change anything, uh, but I hear you like it's, yeah, I guess it's the, same, it's, it's the same pick. odds either way, I guess it's it, not it like is. we weigh anything differently. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very much organic. Everybody like I listen to the randoms. Like I, I do it honestly, unless it's BYU fan who is qualified today. Uh, I refuse to let you in. I'm just, kidding. I also, if it was you, I also don't was think him, I read off. I was going to say, I also don't think I read off eight names. <laughs> I think I read off five. Yeah, five. You give me five. All right, let's, let's keep going here. We got uh, Alex the Fan. All right. We've got The Woes, W-O-Z. Oh, The Woz. All right. The Wozy Wozy. And let's go with Andrew, I'll spell the last name, uh, G-R-Z-A-N-K-A. Grezinka? Something like that. All right. right. What's the, uh, how many do we have total? Let me see, 56, hold, hold on. 57, 58, 59, 60, 1, 2, 3, 4, 64. No, that can't. Yeah, 64. That's right. All right. We got 64 in the random number generator. Let me share my screen. That is not the right window. 64, you dudes and chicks. Boom. All right. Let's stretch this out here. All right. So random number generator. Here we go. Number 15. Let's see who it is. 15. Should I go from the bottom or the top, Ryan? Ooh, 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 ooh. First person to say top or bottom in the uh, in the chat. That's the direction we'll go. There it is. <laughs> be a top, says uh, top. Cuca oh, Lake. Bottom. Oh, be a top. <laughs> Kuka Lake wins. All right, so we'll go from the top. All right, so 15, right? One, oh, 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 that's not right. Okay, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 50. It is our friend E Boogie tonight. Ooh, E Boogie. E Boogie. E Boogie. The winner. There it is. Hit me up. Jetstalk247 at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Let me get your information, your shipping address. You're going to get one of our Talking Jets monkey shirts that we're oh so excited to share with everyone. Very, very excited. Yeah, eBoogie, this is the first ever shirt. You're getting the first one, dude. It's incredible. I love it. It's a, this is an absolute staple. And actually, officially, yeah. today, Green Bean... Uh, Green Bean Matt and I officially became Talking Jets LLC. That's right. That's today. That's official today. Talking yeah. Jets LLC. That's right. <sighs> Makes congratulations, Ryan. Congratulations to you too, and congratulations to Matt. It has That's been a lot right. of fun. It has. This is good. It's if you guys started. have not subscribed to YouTube.com/slash at Talking Jets. Make sure you head over there because we are going to start doing all our talking jet stuff there come July. So it's no longer going to live on this channel. It's going to have its own separate channel where we can have all our fun together. But boys and girls, we have reached the end of our stream. Green Bean, talk to me. 
Anything you got going on? What do you want to say? Um, I am gonna do it. I'm gonna do because I don't know if I can do these anymore. So I'm gonna do a uh, an after hours Jets fest tonight. I'm pushing it to ten fifteen so I can actually maybe go visit the facilities before because it's ten thirty now. So I gotta I gotta do. But so yeah, man, everybody just give me 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the most. We'll hop on over to, to Green Bean and we'll talk some uh, Aaron Rodgers if you guys want. Maybe we'll talk about pizza. Who knows? I love it. Boys and girls, we have our draft stream coming up Thursday. We are all sorts of excited. You guys should be tuning in with us for every pick. You're going to be able to see the picks on screen. You're going to see our reactions when all the crazy stuff happens, not just the Jets picks. I mean, how many crazy picks have we seen over the last four years? We're like, what did they do? And then we have all these discussion points and the chat's lighting up. They're like, I can't believe the Patriots just took this guy that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Feels that was fun. That, it, that that that's one of the best moments. That's one of the best clips. Do you have that clip? I think I timestamped it on the last stream. I'm gonna have to look at it. I have it. it. I'll send it over years. to you. Oh, it's so great. It's funny. Just completely dumbfounded. I, it was a receiver, I think, right? <gasps> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> What'd they do? <laughs> what they do? You're like, wait, what? Something happened. <laughs> well, like, I'm so happened? confused. All yeah. right. Boys and girls, uh, well, who won the trade? We had 1,100 votes on our poll question. Jet fans oh, yeah. and the Jets won the trade. I don't know. I, I don't know what else I expected in a Jet live stream for two hours. <laughs> it seems like it probably checks a lot of boxes here. But boys and girls, it has been a lot of fun hanging out with you. Thank you so much for wasting your time on us. We greatly appreciate it. Misery loves company. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S! I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you have to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing in the locker. Touchdown, Jets!